2: What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Roundtable Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Bruning. You can follow me on Twitter at SportsFanaticMB. I am joined by my new Friday team, Mr. Dennis Bennett. You can follow at Culture underscore Coach and Mr. Matthew Fox. You can follow at Nighthawk7734. We're going to be breaking down the Thursday night football game between the Houston Texans and the Kansas City Chiefs, and we will preview all but one of the Monday night football games here for week one. We are proud to be a part of the Drive-In Podcast Network. You can find us podcast on music movies and pop culture all on the music city drive-in website we also have a link to our discord channel there as well you can jump in and talk fantasy football with us get any other help we talk all kinds of thing in there it is a ton of fun but it is week one we already had one game we've got 15 more over sunday and then two again on monday so 13 sunday two on monday we're going to start breaking those games down football is back baby and we are So excited to finally have it back in our lives. Hello! All right, we are live on Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. It is the Friday after a Thursday night game, which was actually a very good game, as as me, Matt, and Tony were a tad bit worried about last night on whether or not we would get a good game or a bad game. We did get a good NFL game. It is Friday. We are here to preview the entire Sunday and Monday football slate. We will recap the Thursday night game. As you can see, I've got Dennis right there below me if you're watching live. We've got Matt joining us this year as well on our Friday preview shows. How are you gentlemen doing on this beautiful Friday heading into week one of the NFL season?
3: I feel like an old man, like an old, old man. I'm still trying to get that damn roof on that shed finished. Finally got started on shingling today. I got three, about 300 square feet of shingling left to do to get that goddamn thing finished. My hands hurt. My back hurts. I'm up there with my arthritic hip, my arthritic hands. I'm just, uh, I'm, about, I'm about ready to be done with that.
1: Well, I feel somewhat the same. I was optimistic because we could see the sun here in Colorado for the first time since Labor Day. Actually, probably for the first time since last Saturday, because we had thick smoke on Sunday and Monday, you can really see the sun. So I was very optimistic. Then we went to Sam's Club, and I tweaked my back moving cat litter. So that oh. you know, that put a whole other sphere. You know, yeah, that's when you remember uh, life has taken a different turn than a few decades <laughs> since.
2: You know what? I have yeah.
3: never once tweaked my back moving dog litter. Yeah, I, I,
1: know hey,
2: what I mean. Anyway. At least you tweaked your back moving cat litter. I tweaked my back just getting up out of a seat when my back got messed up. So, man, that's, that's got to be worse than you. At least you were doing something. I just I was like, nope, there it goes. I'm done. I was down for like two weeks. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, I was
1: really in some, uh, in some good pain after we did our dance lesson after that. Oh, yeah. I can imagine. We had to do but the cha-cha. You- Not the slowest dance.
3: You you kids need to stop trying
2: to out old man me. Okay, I am the resident old man here. Uh, trust me, I'm not. I'm not thrilled with with um, when that happened. I'm I'm just happy that I haven't had any issues since then. But it, it's yeah, I'm not looking forward to that uh, at all.
3: No issues with your back, anyways.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I've got tons of issues. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. You're right. i the good
3: news
1: is the season's barely started and this episode has helped us tweak our demographic. We're definitely skewing a little bit older yeah. we've captured right you know that uh we gotta stay the
2: that coveted <laughs> that, covenant, that covenant yeah. 50 to 70 demographic we gotta we gotta stay woke we gotta what's what's some other popular kid phrases to you know bring the kids back in that's what we gotta do yeah yeah uh, i don't know about all that i try to i try to be all cool and hit but i don't really understand some of the language that they use so i'll, I'll stick with the 15 over crowd they're dedicated that's the whole thing those kids you know, they get entertained for five minutes and they're gone. Those older people, they stay entertained. They stay dedicated. That's the kind of loyalty that I like for our podcast audience. But we did have a game last night. It, again, turned out to be a lot better than than we were. I shouldn't say we were hoping for. We were hoping for it to be a good game. We were worried that it wouldn't be. But it ended up being a pretty good game for Houston's side of things. Deshaun Watson, while I think the stat line looks good, I personally did not think he played that well in that game. 20-32, uh, of 253 yards, one touchdown and one interception, get you 21.82 points in fantasy. Just so everybody knows, I pulled this fantasy scoring off of our listener league because fantasy pros did not see anything else, and I was really busy today, so I did not have a chance to look anywhere else. So I just grabbed it right off of our listener league scoring. Uh, but for me, I think... Hop losing Hopkins hurt him that in my opinion uh-huh. I think that when Watson needed to go for somebody he couldn't find it so they were you know just kind of passing it around I guess maybe that they wanted to from everything I saw in the Bill O'Brien reports that they were ready to you know pass the ball around they wanted to spread the ball around don't think it worked that well in my opinion I think not having Hopkins well, was bad go ahead and what an
1: interesting game we didn't know if Cooks is going to play, and then he comes out early and gets two receptions. And then I don't know went went to the locker room. And Will Fuller quietly, you know, catches eight passes for 112 yards. Looked pretty good when they threw him the ball. Seemed like he was open, and then they threw him the ball, but they just didn't. They were completely out of rhythm. I'd agree with you that Watson's stats are completely deceiving because he got two of those touchdowns—the passing and the rushing one—in garbage time. A lot of people, we all play Scott Fishbowl were at the end of the third quarter posting. And one of us in here may have Watson as their quarterback in Scott (laughs) Fishbowl. He had negative points going into the fourth quarter. So I'm hoping he pulled back to positive. I'm really afraid to look. Uh, But it was not an exceptional night.
2: Yeah, I haven't looked at any of mine. I don't own Watson anywhere, but yeah, um, I feel like Scott Fishbowl is going to be one of those things where I'm just going to look Tuesday morning after the results are posted to find out how good my team did. I still I still like my team. I know just a real – we were talking a little bit inside. I think it was a Discord channel because Ricky is not thrilled with his team with the way it's ended up. I like my team. The only one I've really lost is Mike Williams, and, and he'll be back eventually, but I, I do like my team there. Uh, yeah, Sammy Watkins, man. I don't uh,
1: – I, I crushed somebody's uh, Somebody's hopes and dreams. Uh, I think I'm playing gymnastic in our uh, listener uh, Debbie League because yeah. I had Sammy Watkins on the bench until five minutes before game time because <laughs> I was worried that Sutton's going to miss. I – decided I'd have to play Watkins and save somebody to replace Sutton. As soon as Watkins started catching things and going in for a touchdown, I was like, poor Jim is going to log in and be like the hell. Yeah.
2: What the hell? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So yeah, I think not only not having Hopkins, I think the offensive line was just bad. I mean, it's, those, guys, I mean, not great. Let's let's. I, I should say this. Obviously, the Chiefs have a phenomenal defensive front, but some of the times that I've seen Frank Clark, it looked like as soon as the whistle was blown, was standing right next to Deshaun Watson was not good. I mean, their their right tackle was getting destroyed in that game. It was uh, so. I do think that's part of oh, the reason that no, they were the, bad as well.
1: The best highlight play was when they focused on the Texans center. And he snaps the ball and he looks up and he sees the linebacker like right over him and he waits yep. a minute and then turns to help somebody block. And the linebacker just goes straight <laughs> up the middle and destroys Watson. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, he must have thought he was just there to spy on him. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's it.
2: As you can see by Dennis's little tag there, DJ is back, baby. And he was, I I guess, I'm not going to take the L just yet, but he looked a lot better than I thought he was going to. You know, Dennis, uh, you and uh, uh, Nixon, I forgot his first name. Um, We had him on earlier in the season. Yeah, you guys were both high on him, talking about him having a rebound season this year and – if he keeps playing like he did Thursday night, that is going to happen. He goes uh, 11 for 72, one touchdown, four catches for 32 yards, uh, 19.9 points. I don't actually think he looked that good in the receiving game, but running the ball, I thought he looked really good. I think those are the most jump cuts I've seen out of him like the past three years. Like He he looked good in that game. What are your guys' thoughts on DJ? You
3: know, I, I definitely think he's still – you know he's not the DJ of 2016. Uh, but given how that offense operated, he had he had enough room to work. Uh, he did look pretty well. He didn't look sluggish. Uh, but I, I think we need to accept that he's not a dynamic athlete like he was a few years ago. So I, I would have liked to have seen him get probably five or six more carries. And and while I think the the Texans' game plan of trying to slow it down was a generally effective game plan, the challenge became that even though Houston would slow the game down and kind of keep the ball a little bit, Kansas City would turn around and then keep the ball even longer, but Kansas City was converting more of their possessions into scores. And so it ended up just sort of being, you know, if if you're going to play that game, your defense has to keep the offense out of the the other team's offense out of the end zone, and and Houston just couldn't do it. Uh, I think DJ will be fine, and if uh, depending on what's up with Duke, you know, I know they uh, the Texans just promoted a guy off the practice squad today, so Phipps. it doesn't look like, yep, yeah, doesn't look like it's going to good news for Duke. It's going to be out probably at least a week. Maybe a couple weeks. Um, So that would indicate, you know, it's probably going to be DJ in line for 20 plus touches the next couple weeks. Uh, I I liked what Houston did, but uh, and, and DJ, you know, I want him to be successful, but in my brain, I'm looking at it and thinking, yeah, it's probably, you know, not going to, you know, if, if he can pull off 1,000 yards rushing, uh, I, I think he that'll have to be considered a success. Uh, Houston did not do enough, I think, to address their offensive line. And uh, I, that's what's, in my eyes, probably going to hurt them the most this season.
1: Yeah, I mean, that and I was with you, DJ. It would have been nice to see him get a few more carries or to see him get a few more targets. I think the biggest takeaway for me from that game is they have a lot of new players, and they're missing the guy that he probably had the most instant co- connection with, which was Hopkins. And the la- this is where a lack of game reps and preseason. It felt like they didn't exactly know what to do and what was going to work. Uh, you know, you had mentioned yesterday, Matt, that you thought Randall Cobb might be an interesting play. You don't even <laughs> yeah. see him get a look until the fourth yeah. quarter, and the the announcing team's like, you know, we thought he would be a bigger factor. Yeah, a lot of people did. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, this guy's on our team now. Oh yeah, this guy. And it it seemed like, you know, because of the offensive line, because of everything, when Watson was back there, he was just he'd look for Fuller and put it up.
2: Well, and, and I guess you could say that that's where Fuller is going to benefit from Hopkins not being here anymore is because that's going to be the guy that he relies on. So I I was not someone I, I know people were talking about this possibly being a good year for Fuller, especially with Hopkins gone. I didn't buy into that because I just don't think he can stay healthy. But from what I saw last night, if, if he's going to continue to target him like that, if Fuller stays healthy, if you snagged him in like the 12th round or whatever round, because I know he was going late, he's going to be a league winner for you because he put up some pretty good points last night, even without – uh, I don't think he scored a touchdown last night. I don't even – I forgot to put his stats He on had there, so. eight
1: for 112. He had 19.2 yeah, point okay. points in PPR.
2: So quick question for you then, Dennis, because uh, this was brought up at my job this morning, and some people asked me what I thought, and I'm uh, just being honest, although I do think a lot of people will do this, are you moving DJ? Are you hey, he's here. Look at him. He's back on his feet. He's good to go. Are you trying to move him? Whether it's dynasty redraft now after one good game, you hold him. What are you doing with him?
3: Depends on what my options are. You know, I if I if I need a running back and somebody offers me a wide receiver for him or even a premium tight end of some sort or draft picks and I I need to need running backs to win this year, I I don't I'm not a guy who will just sell because the price is right, and then think well I'll have a couple weeks I can figure out to find myself another running back. I don't want to be stuck starting Daryl Williams next week because I got a great offer on DJ that did not include a running back, and now I'm scrambling to try to find a running back that somebody will let me overpay for. If I sell DJ because I, I made a, a quality offer, but it doesn't have another running back and I need a running back, and then I have to go overpay for another running back, I don't, that doesn't make sense to me. So if he's my RB3, I'm probably considering taking a premium to sell him. But if he's my RB2, i am I'm, I'm going to have to hold unless... I strongly believe somebody's going to be able to step up. Uh, You know, if I'm looking at, let's say Detroit, they come out of this weekend and On Johnson ends up banged up or DeAndre Swift ends up banged up and I've got Adrian Peterson on my roster, then maybe I go, okay, well, I can probably get by with Peterson as my RB2 while I try to work out another one. But for the most part, I don't, I'm not a, I don't, Look to just cycle my roster because I'm getting good deals. I I've turned down numerous deals that were fair just because I decided I didn't just because I didn't want.
2: Did you freeze for you too, Matt? Yeah. Okay. Dennis was if you too, can hear it it is He was too yeah.
1: hopped up about DJ. I know. Yeah.
2: I know. Our at defender. That's good though. Uh, So Matt just mentioned the stats there for Will Fuller. Um, We talked about this Thursday. Me and Matt both had him ranked as a – I had him as a high-end three. So did Dennis. Dennis was just two spots behind me. Matt had him just a couple spots behind Dennis at 32, 28. I had him at 26. But we did talk about if anybody was going to bust up into that that wide receiver two category for the uh, Texans, it would be Fuller. Uh, Obviously, he had a great game. Are you guys kind of buying in on him now being the target? with Hopkins not being there? oh, I I think he was the target all the time with Hopkins not
3: being there. From a passing perspective, I don't think Houston's approach has changed at all. They're just not targeting new Hopkins with the target share. Now they're targeting Will Fuller and everybody else is picking up the scraps. (laughs) Now it's just up to somebody to, uh, do with the scraps, what Will Fuller used to do with the scraps?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Fuller's probably still, to me, when he's on the field, the best of that group. He has the most connection. We've seen that before. I I think what I would hedge about, and and one of the reasons that I had him a little bit lower, is I still feel like they want to rotate around and use more receivers, they started trying to do that. It looked like they were trying to get like a cooks and Johnson and their tight ends involved early. And then I think some of the, what was going on with their line and and some of what was going on in the game caused him to go uh, more to Fuller, but it was a really quiet game to me from Fuller. He had 10 targets, but it didn't feel like he was getting targeted a ton. Eight catches, 112 yards has a really good overall performance. It was I just don't know that we can take enough away from, from this week one about what the Texans are going to look like moving forward. And as we noted yesterday, they have a vicious early season schedule injuries already, you know, It was a game time decision for Cooks. Duke Johnson's already out. David Johnson got looked at during the game, which had to give everyone probably here and across America a moment of pause when they're feeling the pads out. I like how they were examining; appeared to be examining his chest. He comes back in. They were looking at his wrist. Last time I checked, not my wrist. Yeah, I have some questions. I'm no
3: anatomy expert. I'm no anatomy expert, but well, I mean, but still. Watson threw 32 passes and 10 of them went to Will Fuller. So that's what a 28% yeah. target share. I mean, it, it's yeah. that's a that's a pretty high target share.
2: Yeah, I think for me, moving forward, I I do, I do agree with Max. We did talk about it yesterday. Their schedule is absolutely brutal for like 7 weeks. I think the only the only game in those first seven weeks I see an easy win for them is Jacksonville. Outside of that, I, I could honestly see them going like one and six and not be surprised with the way that their schedule lines up. So, but I would lean Fuller. I just think we've seen even in the past when Hopkins was there that he's had, he's relied on Fuller when Fuller's been healthy. They seem to have a really good connection. So I wouldn't mind putting him in there. Uh Interestingly enough, I told everybody yesterday with Tony and Matt to not put Brandon Cooks in your lineup because even if he is healthy and out there playing i don't think he was going to do anything. just five catches for twenty yards, and this dumbass left him in a lineup so that 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 just goes to show you not taking your own advice. I actually think it was in the listener League as well, so I got a whopping four points uh yesterday i'm really thrilled about. Uh, On Kansas City side, I I would say the same thing for Mahomes that I did Watson. Now, not necessarily the running around, but the stats kind of tell you he had a good game. I didn't think he looked great. Obviously, having another touchdown uh to Demarcus Robinson in the back of the end or two to Demarcus Robinson in the back of the end zone because he missed both of them. One hit off the face mask, the other one I don't really remember why they count ca- they called it back. I, I was like in and out of watching it at that point in the game, but he dropped it. Okay.
1: It hit the ground. Gotcha. It very clearly hit the
2: ground. Oh yeah, I didn't see it. I saw him catch it and I was like, Well, here we go. And so I just kind of walked yeah. off and then I came back and they had taken it off the board. So
1: Yeah, it went through his arms and landed and in, in between his legs and he kind of scooped it. But Gotcha. I would not call that maintaining control.
2: No, no, not at, well, you know what? I've seen I've seen worse calls be held, held up. So, you never know, I guess with NFL referees, but he goes 24 32 for 211 yards and three touchdowns, 20.4 points. Clyde they didn't and- really need him though. Yeah, that is true. So um, I will say that I feel like my scenario worked out a little bit more yesterday with the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Tyree kill thing. I did not expect Edwards-Hilaire to be that good, though. 25 rushes for 138 yards and one touchdown gets you 19.8 points. I did say that I thought Williams would be a little bit more factored in. If he was in there for receiving work, but he did not do as much in the in the running game, obviously. I will say pump the brakes just a little bit. I don't think Edward Hilaria is going to be this good every week, but I don't think any of us had him. and Did any of us have him in the top 12 to go into the season? No. Yeah, I, well, I, we might be wrong on that one. I, I will admit that. He looked better than I thought he was going to admit, but uh, or I, I thought that he was going to look. It was oh, no. weird
1: to me a little Bruning,
2: bit, though.
1: Bruning
3: had oh, yeah. him at,
2: at nine. No, yeah, I had, I had him at... at, at no, I that was not for, for week, week. one. I, I was trying to when we did our seasonal rankings for the whole season. Oh. I can't remember because I think I know I had him at thirteen. I was like, I think he's going to be good, but I think he'll just miss the top twelve. And um, I'm I'm semi debating on whether I was right about that because I feel like he's going to make top twelve even if he plays close to what he did there. Yeah, but, we uh,
1: were. You had him
2: thirteen. Dennis and I had him sixteen according
1: traction. to our week zero ranking.
2: Gotcha, but um. So I'm just going to give the rundown here, and then we can talk about the whole KC offense. So Tyree Kill just five catches, 46 yards, and a touchdown. Still get you 15 points, which is, I mean, you would want obviously a little bit more from your wide receiver one. But that's not going to kill you in any week. Sammy Watkins, obviously, and Kelsey get the big points here, though walk 9 for 82 and a touchdown, 21.5 points, and then Kelsey 6 for 50 and a touchdown on 20. Uh, so obviously Dennis wasn't with us yesterday, but me and Matt both talked about how we, we saw Kelsey having a huge matchup. Uh, we really didn't think anybody else outside of Hill was going to do anything. You know, I talked about – I do think it's funny, Matt. I don't know if you remember – I talked to, we, we were talking about the Roby thing and I was like, he's limited to Tyree kill in two games to 90 yards and one touchdown. So that's like 45 yard average a game. And then he comes in with 46. So when I saw that this morning, I was like, Hey, well, look at that. Roby sucked for the Broncos, but he seems to be able to keep, you know,
1: no, I, I think that's a, that's a sort of bad take. It's how wide open everybody else was.
2: Well, yeah. Because, I'm not uh, that. He's, he wasn't yeah, well, an-
1: They were also doubling out Hill. The yeah, touchdown that Hill scored was the time Roby was on him single coverage.
2: Well, yeah, you're going to double cover Tyreek Hill, though. He's one of the best wide receivers in the league. But I'm just saying they use Roby because he somewhat keeps up with him. That That's my only thing. But every, every time that they played the Texans, he's whether it's him or the defense. If you just want to use the defense in general, that's fine. I don't really care. The defense has held him somewhat in check, and that was kind of why I thought he was, which is why I had him ranked at nine yesterday. But what were your guys' takeaways from the performances here by the Chiefs?
3: Well, I I think it was interesting that uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has clearly not picked up the blocking schemes, and that's why he was not in there on third downs. So while he may be a, a talented receiver, he's got a, he's going to have to tighten up that all around game. So I I think he may make uh you know make a push later in the season, but I, I don't think he, I, I, I'm not sure he's going to be able to withstand 25 carries a game. So they probably want to bring that down and then get get a few receptions to him. Uh, I think what what I took away is. Boomer bust, be damned. Sammy Watkins is the wide receiver too on this team, and it's clear. Uh, you know, Demarcus Robinson is. While Sammy's boomer bust, De- Demarcus is uh, just super, super inconsistent and droppy. Michael uh, Hardman, it, Har- Hardman's not it either. He's he may be someday, but he's not now. You know, in our group chat, uh, there was a one the one uh, goal line shot to uh Watkins that was thrown behind him he's running left and he's running to his right and trying to spin back to his left to catch the ball and he gets a hand on it and our boy Chris was like oh there goes Watkins being Watkins I'm like what do you mean I'm like you know okay when my grandpa played if you got your hand on it and you dropped it it was an error but you know that was no gimme catch Watkins dropped there he was spinning the opposite direction he was running and the ball was thrown behind him. Um, He could have, you know, is it outside the realm of possibilities that 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 ball gets caught? No, but it it wasn't a give-me-by-any stretch. I I think with with the Chiefs going forward, I I don't know that I'm going to expect this type of game from Watkins. I still think Watkins has a, a wide receiver three ceiling, um, and that's that's sort of where I'd be comfortable with him. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe he comes on and he he has another really strong year, like his first year or two in Buffalo. But uh, I'm not I'm not kind of holding my breath for that. I st- I still think that offense runs through uh, Kelsey Hill and, and Edwards Alaire.
1: So a couple of my thoughts first. You know, I think seeing how much Demarcus Robinson was out there makes me think. Uh, that Hardman, you know, any optimism we had about Hardman is probably a little misplaced. It, you know, he was not very involved uh, last night, barely out on the field. They were using Robinson a lot. He seems to clearly be uh, at least their third wide receiver there, Um you know, I wonder too. They they had a big stat that last year the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, averaging twenty three point four carries as a team per game. And last night they had to have been close to thirty or more because uh, Ceh had twenty five and Williams had a few carries too. Was that a product of it being early season and not getting a preseason and still working conditioning into game shape? Was it a product of how they want to play, or is that how they want to play going forward? Those are some of the questions that you don't really get answered after one week that will bear watching uh, a little bit to me and then the the other thing i was going to ask you guys they made a huge deal of it on the broadcast i don't know if you were listening to the announcers that ceh his last name the h is silent i have not heard anybody else pronounce it without you know they were basically calling him edwards alaire is that how it was in college <laughs>
2: That that is actually how you say his name. That is, yeah. I I just say Hilaire because I'm known for mispronouncing everything. But yes, it, when in watching LSU games, that is how this, it's Clyde Edwards e, or they would yeah, say E-wear, I, how, I believe is how it's supposed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that how it's even supposed to be. Because that's why
1: early what, on he's like the H is silent. He made sure to tell silent. us that. So it is actually. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's just one of those things where I don't like to say people's names. So right. Should we I'm just not... call him C E Dash? We could, yeah. C E Dash, yeah. I know a lot of people are going rolling with the Clyde Edwards. Hell yeah, I believe is now the new thing as well. Everybody keeps calling him. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you got we can call him whatever we want. I'm going to stick with C E H, but he he was definitely um, he looked good. Yeah, he did. He he looked he looked really good. Which I'm going to say too. and I don't remember who who's put this out on Twitter, but I know I liked it and retweeted it after seeing how good he looked. I can't wait to watch Jonathan Taylor play this weekend because he's better. So he is a better
1: prospect. And the Jags have no defense.
2: Oh, I know. I know. I'm so I, I think Mac is gonna get the carries, but I know Taylor's gonna get some work, and I really just want to leave him. I don't in my know flex why you're I think,
1: your all hope on that. Oh,
2: I'm not I'm just talking about this week. I know like week one and two, it's gonna be all Mac. So I'm kind of like, should I leave Taylor in? Because he's no. gonna have a big play against the, the Jags, but I don't know. We'll we'll save that because we, we are going to talk about that game today. So let's move into I guess the first one we've got up here is Seahawks at the Falcons. Seahawks getting 1.5 points to getting the 52% chance to win this game. For Russell Wilson, we're all in on him. Just a couple spots separated. I've got him at seven. Matt, you've got him at three. Dennis, you've got him at four. Uh, for Chris Carson, same thing. We're all kind of um, – we've all got him right here in the middle. Um, I'm Matt, you were the only one who has him as an RB1 right there at the back end at 12. I've got him at 14. Dennis, you've got him at 16. My one question is, obviously everybody else can't see the, the rankings we have for everything else, is um, we're, it looks like we're projecting this to be a high-scoring game. So do we think if this is a high-scoring passing affair that this might hurt Chris Carson's fantasy value? I don't. No,
3: because- uh, he, he's the number one back there. He's going to get his carries. Um, from all reports out of camp, his hip is is fine. You know they're managing the stress on it, but he's going to be just fine. So I would think he'll he'll get close to twenty carries, and he'll have a handful of targets
1: uh, as well. Yeah, for me, I mean the the Seahawks want to be a running team. They've always committed to being a running team, so even if they, even in games where they've scored quite a few points, they do a lot of damage on the ground. So I expect Carson to be heavily involved. And uh, the Falcons' defense wasn't exceptional last year, and I haven't seen anything that makes me think it's more exceptional now. So I thought it seemed like a good matchup.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I agree I, with you. It's a good matchup.
3: Yeah, it, it'll be, uh, you know, probably the most interesting thing about it for me when it comes to whether or not it'll fulfill the high-scoring expectations is that Russ is a slow starter. Yeah. And how's he going to be with no live action in the training camp, no games? And they're flying west coast to east coast, which often can hamper teams. So when i kind of put those those things out there you know that's a you know whether those are anecdotal or whether there's data to back it up you know uh i i think russ's first four weeks are historically uh slow to start the season so this this will be it'll be interesting to see if it plays out like that but i think with Lockett and metcalf uh and carson he probably has some of the best uh weapons he's had uh, throughout his career
2: well speaking of weapons for Russell Wilson we're we're a little bit split on our ranks here so DK Metcalf I have him at 14 uh, both of you have him in the 20s Matt you have him at 20 Dennis you have him at 24 and then Lockett I have him at 21 Dennis you have him at 21 as well and Matt you have him at 13 so why are you so much higher on Lockett than Metcalf this week Matt
1: Um, I think Lockett's their number one receiver and I, you know, I think you saw DK Metcalf do better at the end of the season after we, we know Lockett was hurt. I mean, there was several weeks there where it was a real borderline whether he was going to play, but in the earlier part of the season, when they went through, he was consistently heavier, more heavily targeted. So I still think he's the number one. I think they're going to have to throw to keep up with Atlanta and yeah. I just – I think they're both going to have a good day. Lockett's the one that I like a little better.
2: Dennis, your thoughts on on Metcalf and um, Lockett? You've got them both ranked pretty pretty close to each other, so you're expecting well, – I guess you're just kind of expecting both of them to have a decent game? Yeah, I think, I,
3: I think expecting both of them to be low to mid-wide uh, receiver twos uh, with Carson being a, a running back two is, is, I think, consistent with where they perform. Um, it'll be, uh, to me, it's just DK is the one who will get big yardage probably, uh, on fewer passes. Lockett will score more points on more passes with, uh, less yardage. They both are good in the red zone. Uh, so it's, I, I think wide receiver twos are, are, reasonable expectations. And then uh, when they outperform, you know, counted as gravy. <laughs>
2: yeah. So for me, um the reason I have Metcalf a little bit higher, although I, I do think he's going to match up against uh, the rookie Terrell, which I think will be an interesting matchup. Um Wait, it's Terrell, Terrell a rookie. Am I thinking of the wrong Terrell? AJ Terrell, oh. right? I don't remember now, but uh yes, he
1: was the one that the Falcons. Started. Okay. That's what I thought.
2: Uh, they do have, uh, I, I don't know how to say his first name. Uh, is it, is it Darquez Denard? I know his last name's Denard, but he is their Dark slot cornerback, who I know is very highly rated. That's kind of why I'm a little bit off Tyler Lockett this week, because I do think he's going to be covering Lockett more often than not. So I think Metcalf is the matchup. So that, that's why I have Metcalf so much higher rated. Uh, then Lockett, I wouldn't be surprised if Lockett's the guy, but I kind of feel like the week this matchup kind of leans more toward toward Metcalf. And I do agree with Matt that I think it's gonna be, they're gonna be passing the ball a lot here to keep up with Atlanta, and so that's why I, I went all in on uh, on uh, Metcalf there. So Greg Olson, um, he's he's the tight end I guess of note for now until I know Disley is back. But I don't think he's fully healthy yet. I would imagine Disley's gonna be the guy if he's able to play this season. Uh, I have Olson at twenty four. Matt, you have him at twenty three. Dennis, you didn't rank him. Just for full transparency, we ranked to twenty four in tight end, so it's not like me or Matt are expecting a lot out of him this week. Um, you know, I put, I honestly probably wouldn't even start him if you're unless you're starting two tight ends in your roster. But uh, you know, are you guys either one of you kind of thinking anything with with Olson?
3: I mean, he was just outside my top twenty four. But I, I know they like Hollister. They've got Disley, you know. Olson Olson has one foot out the door, and it's not going to take much, I don't think, for him to you know he's he's chasing a ring. He went to a good team to yeah. chase a ring, which I I completely understand. But uh, with the abbreviated offseason and a different offense, you know, I I'm. I think he's going to be the number one. I just don't think that, you know, we've historically expected a ton out of their uh, uh, tight ends. You know, they pop every now and again and and we will uh, think, oh, maybe, maybe they're going to do something more. And I don't know. I think I had him at like
2: 25 or 26, it wasn't like I had him at 40. All right, so for Atlanta's side here, we're all in on Matt Ryan. I've got him at 6. Matt's got him at 10. Dennis has got him at 9. If you've got him, you're starting him. We're Like we already said, we're expecting a, a decent game here. Gurley, we all have him as an RB2. Uh, so same thing with Gurley. You drafted him where you drafted him to start him. I, I, I imagine you don't have many other better options than him. I expect him to be good at least right now, early in the season. He doesn't really have that big workload on him. We're also all in on Julio. I have met four. Matt has him met four. Dennis has him met two. So we're all expecting to be top five play this week. The difference comes in at Ridley. Uh, I have met 17. Matt, you have met 25. Dennis, you have met 14. So I kind of seem to be in the middle ground of Ridley. Um, so we'll come – well, actually, Hurst is kind of separated as well. So I guess we'll stay here with Ridley for a minute. Uh, Dennis, you're, you're on the high side here. So why do you have him? So you have him just outside of wide receiver one this week. Well, I –
3: they're, they're a passing team I think you know I, I've said all off season talked about the volume that they put out. Well it's Julio is is the top dog there. Ridley is clearly number two. I don't think Russell Gage or Olamide Zacharias uh, pose any big threat to targets for uh, Calvin Ridley so you know Julio will get 12 targets. Ridley will get nine or 10. Um, and so I, I i feel like he's gonna get and for for whatever reason ridley has more of a nose for the end zone than julio it it feels like it, it they may each end the season with eight touchdowns but you've got julio with 140 targets and ridley with 105 targets and so it just feels more productive anecdotally that's my word of the day anecdotal
1: <laughs> yeah, I think for me I think it's going to be a good game You know, high scoring, you know, I think in the 20s But Seattle, there are no chumps on defense You know, and they got Jamal Adams They got a little bit better this offseason I think Julio will have a good game I think Gurley's going to have a good game I think Ridley will be fine I had him as a wide receiver too I just don't think that everyone's going to go off In this game I, You know, I don't really see
2: what Wide receiver three, technically a wide receiver three You have him at 25 all right, whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, based on the numbers, and I, I yeah, you know, I'm just saying. All right, so Hayden Hurst, uh, we'll go right back to you here, on Matt. Me and Dennis both have him high. I and mean, I have him at five. Dennis has him at eight. I am expecting a big game out of Hurst this week, which is, I guess, funny from all the off-season talks. I was not in on Hurst at all, and I've I've kind of come in higher on him uh, here lately. But you've got him at 16. Is that a product of them getting Jamal Adams? You think, or what's the? Where do yeah. you think the, so- the differences?
1: Seattle's defense, they're probably their best players are right up the spine, the linebackers and the safety Hurst is also the one piece of that offense that is new. I mean, Gurley's new, but running the ball is usually easy to pick up, easier to pick up. That's why we always talk about rookie running backs being able to pick it up easier in terms of passing and and comfortability. Matt Ryan was there with Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage. He hasn't played on in an actual game with Hayden Hurst and you're going against the better parts of the defense. So I think he'll, he'll be fine. I just to you know, I don't think everyone's going to explode.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Game. I gotcha. Well, yeah, I think that's where maybe our different, well, no, Dennis has all three of them high, I guess. So that's where I think mine. I've a little bit lower on Ridley, but you are lower on him uh, as well. So, all right, pick them time. I'm going with Seattle. Who you guys taking,
3: taking the Falcons. Yeah, I'm taking the
2: Falcons. Interesting. All right. So, on to the Jets and Bills. Buffalo is getting 6.5 points given the 62.9% chance to win this game. Starting on the Jets side here. Uh, I have Darnold at 31 Dennis. You have him at 29 Matt. You have him at 28. So we're all pretty much telling you, even in Superflex, don't start him. If you don't have to, we, we are, we are not all in on Sam Darnold.
1: It's not a very good matchup for the jets. Let's
2: No, honest. yeah, not at all. This is it's, it's going to be a rough. And I don't like any of the jets players really. Uh, so Le'Veon Bell, I've got him at 19 Dennis. You've got him at 21 Matt. You've got him at 23. While I don't think it's a great matchup for him running the ball, I think he is going to get a lot of receiving work. That We saw that a lot last year. He would get just a ton of dump off, so I'm expecting that. Is that kind of where your guys' thoughts were on Le'Veon Bell as well? Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah he's probably going to end up somewhere in the range of tw- only 12 or 13 carries. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if he has 10 targets, 12 targets. Um, yeah. yeah, watch, watch I, I Frank don't...
1: Gore get 95 carries.
3: <laughs> yeah, but Gore does not really present any threat to Bell's targets. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: D- Darnold and Gase do, though.
2: Yeah, true that. <laughs> More so Gase. Yeah. Uh, so I will say that I do like Rashad Perriman this year. I did not rank him. I don't even think I, I, pro- I probably ranked him, but he's not ranked highly because he is going to be going up against Tredavious White most of this game, I would think. So I just kind of was like, yeah, I'm not playing him this week. Uh, the highest rated wide receiver we had here was uh, Jamison Crowder. I had him at 33. Dennis, you had him at 35. Matt, you had him at 45. I do think. We all play in those deeper leagues. I think he could be a worthwhile flex. I think him and Herndon are going to be the guys in this game. But if I don't have to play him, I'm probably moving away from him because, as Matt said, it's just a really tough – it's going to be a really tough game against a really good defense. I mean, you're uh, for, looking at,
3: with, with Crowder, you're, you're looking at an eight-catch for 65, 70 yards kind of game. I, I wouldn't expect a touchdown, but if you're getting 15 points in a PPR – uh, in America, as uh, John Hansen likes to say, uh, you know that's a that's a pretty good game to to go there. Uh, they have to, they're gonna have to pass the ball because they're gonna be behind, and Crowder yeah. is the guy,
1: I guess for me, eight for sixty five would be playable. I think that might be a little optimistic,
2: yeah, so I've got um for Herndon here, I've at fourteen Dennis eighteen Matt at twenty two. I do feel like him and crowd are kind of going to be the two guys. As I just mentioned, I feel like they unfortunately both kind of work in the same areas of the field. So I don't know which one it's going to be. Uh, I do think that I'm not starting Herndon if I don't have to, but I, I just, I don't, I think he has upside. I, I Once they get down in the red zone, I don't know if they'll lean on Le'Veon Bell. I can see him scoring a touchdown. And as we've mentioned before, tight ends just so bad. A touchdown could bring you in even a top 12 week this year. So uh, I do like Herndon. Do you guys have any thoughts on him?
1: But he's just such, to me, the real issue is he's kind of an unknown because obviously Gase came in last year as a new coach. Herndon literally played one quarter and got, I think, one target for the entire season. So we haven't seen him play or how Gase might deploy him. So I I think all of the receivers will probably see some targets and they would probably dump yeah. off to Bell. That's why I have more faith in Bell. Bell's best game as a Jet was opening week against the Buffalo Bills in 2019. I think that could
2: be something similar. All right, on to Buffalo side. We are all in on Josh Allen. I've got him at 10, Dennis at 7, Matt at 5. So we've got all of them in a top 10 play. You're playing him with the, with the way his rushing upside is. I think you're probably playing him every single week, but this does present a good matchup, especially with CJ Mosley not being there, and they just traded Jamal Adams. Uh, none of us are in on Devin Singletary, though. I was kind of surprised. I, I thought maybe someone would have him higher. I have him at 31. Matt, you have him at 32. Dennis at 27. So is it the Zach Moss concern? You're just not – you worried about the reports of Singletary fumbling the ball a lot during practices. Why are, why are you two out on Singletary?
3: I just think there there's going to be a split in the backfield and between the running backs, and then Josh Allen is still going to vulture the touchdowns. Yeah. I think Singletary may catch a couple more passes than Zach Moss, but their skill set – You know, they they both kind of do the same things. They just do it a little bit differently. You know, Moss is a little bit bigger. Singletary is a little bit smaller, and um, it's just a situation where I I've got to see a little bit more uh, going forward. With Gore there last year, it was weird, and then they bring Singletary or uh, Moss in to basically do the same role as Gore. So let's see how it plays out. And I I think in the running game, Josh Allen is the sure bet in Buffalo.
1: Yeah, that's kind of it for me, too, that, you know, you're going to see the running back split time. Josh Allen's going to run. Buffalo, not a super high volume offense, typically. And now they have six different players potentially vying for passes with two running backs, a tight end, and three receivers. So that's not great, Bob you know, especially for a guy who might throw for 225 and it's the jets. It's not like they're going to have to be pressing. They'll probably going to be trying to grind it out. And you know, this may not be the best game to watch. Uh, yeah. Let's hope you have some options.
2: Yeah. I would, I would honestly say if you don't have to start Singletary, I wouldn't just because as Dennis said, I kind of want to see how this plays out. I I'm I'm not, that worried about Moss, but I do want to see how this plays out. So uh, not that kind of football show, but I will answer your question because I think it's Cristiano Ronaldo followed by Messi and then Lewandowski. I love Zlatan, but I think he's just a little bit below those guys. Just, just throw that out there, but not quite that kind of football show. Uh, so step on digs. I have him at 36, Dennis at 27, Matt at 33, I just I think that this is going to be an easy game for them. I, I expect them to probably win this one fairly easily. I'm not sure why the 6.5 spread. So I just don't think they pass the ball out. That's kind of why I'm low on Diggs. Uh, Dennis, you're not you're higher on him than us. So your thoughts on on Diggs? Is it just you're expecting him and Allen to have a good connection this week, or what?
3: Uh, I just it's going to be it's typical for where I think Diggs is going to be this season. I have him ranked at 25 on the season. So he's, he's going to be the number one receiver there. He will have some good weeks. He'll have some upside. But it's a situation where Allen is not a great passer. He's not terribly accurate, though he did improve some last season. Allen will run the ball a lot uh, as opposed to, you know, when he gets pressure, he uses that 6'5", 240-pound body to run. So Diggs is going to have some decent games, but it's going to be a combination of Allen's accuracy and the need to not really throw the ball a ton versus a lousy Jets team.
2: All right. So John Brown, I have him at forty-four. Dennis, you have him at forty. Matt, you do not have him ranked. Uh, just not expecting anything from him this week, or you're just looking at other options. What, what's the? Why don't you have him ranked? I guess this week.
1: Well, just what I said, they're not a super high volume passing offense. Dawson Knox is in there. Cole Beasley is in there. Moss, Singletary, Brown, Diggs. Uh, You know, I think this is sadly what you're going to see from Buffalo. One or two fantasy relevant pieces a week. They don't strike me as the kind of offense that during the offseason decided they were going to support five or six (laughs) strong fantasy. I I mean, I'm just being honest.
2: No, I got to.
1: Unless they fundamentally have changed their style of play.
2: No. Yeah. All right. Uh I am taking the Bills to win this game. What about you guys? Bills. Bills. On to the Chicago Bears and Dennis's Detroit Lions. Detroit is getting Can we three pour points. pour one
1: out before we even start. Let's just pour one out. Oh, me.
2: I know. I know. Trust me. i for the one of us that of...
1: pick the Lions to be eleven and five and Patricia to be coach of the year and Matthew I'm Stafford gonna... to have
2: a renaissance. This yeah. is not
1: starting well for me.
2: I've got I've got Galladay in a lot of leagues too, so I got to figure oh, no. out which ones I have him in. Uh, he the Chicago. I thought this was very interesting too. So Detroit's being given three points, which I think is also they just give that to the home teams if they, yes. if they think it's an even split, and then they're giving Chicago the fifty five percent chance to win the game. Uh, We all have Stafford in here right around the same mark. I'm a little bit lower. I have him at 15. You guys have him at 11 and 13. My concern is more just that defensive line is still really good, and and Stafford I don't think has the mobility to really get away anymore, Uh, but I I still think he's going to have a a decent game here. More interestingly, the running back ranks. So for carry-on, I have him at – go ahead. A quick note on Stafford. So
3: granted, these ranks are from Wednesday.
2: Yeah. Now.
3: I would probably drop Stafford down a touch with Kenny Me Galladay, too. likely. Oh,
1: yeah. so, Maybe okay, more than, than a it. touch, so, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah.
3: Now, I like Marvin Jones, but I'm not sold on yeah. Ambulance Dola. Uh, and well, TJ Hawkinson's going to be there. Uh, Swift and Carrion, both are still a little dinged up. So that means, you know, unless Quintez Cephas comes in and is the second coming of... Uh, Terry McLaurin this week. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's it's going to be a, a, a little bit less of a, a week for Stafford than I originally had it.
2: Well, how so? How much farther would you guys drop him down? You're talking like closer to twenty, right around where I've got him at fifteen. That's not much of a drop for either one of you. Where where would you guys move him to? Well, let's see. Uh, I have him. I mean,
0: I'd probably you'd drop really him. have to
1: re rank. That's
2: part of the, which yeah. Speaking of re-ranking ben, oh God.
3: ben Brady and Newton above him. Okay. So I'd probably drop him down to 14 or 15.
2: Gotcha. Yeah. Matt mentioned re-ranking for those of you who do follow us in the discord. We are going to do that every Saturday. We will re-rank and put everything back up. We didn't want to do it every day because things will change. So, because you'll see Kenny Galladay and everything still in our ranks. We'll try and get that done by Saturday. So it's up to you guys on Sunday and ready to go. Also,
1: uh, if this impacts you at all, Dennis, I was I have the injury page up to scroll down, and Danny Ambulance Dola is listed as questionable with some kind of soft tissue injury.
2: Yeah, uh, ham-
1: you. Hamstring injury. Hamstring,
2: gotcha. Yeah. All right, so we've got the running backs kind of all over the place here. Uh, I'm just going to read them all off here. So carry on. I have at 43. Dennis has him at 41. Matt at 39. For DeAndre Swift, I have him at 34. Dennis has him at 50. Matt does not have him ranked. Uh, I'm going to say Fox when I, we're reading this. Yeah. I feel like Matt Matt, and them. Um, so and, um, Adrian Peterson, I have him at 44. Dennis does not have him ranked. Fox has him at 46. I think Swift is going to be the guy this week because I do think it's going to be a close game, and I think they are going to rely a little bit on him in the passing game. I don't think it's going to be carry-on. don't think it's going to be Adrian Peterson. So that's why I have him higher uh, than the other two. Carry on still a little bit beat up. I do think Adrian Peterson's going to get a fair amount of run in this, but he is just not the receiver that Swift is. And I think that's where they're going to use Swift. So that's kind of where my ranking for him comes in. I've been high on Swift all offseason. And I, I think that he's going to have, a, a, I don't want to say a great game. I'm at 34. So he's not going to like blow your socks off or anything. But I think he's going to be the best out of the three. Do you guys have anything you want to say on, this, uh, on the running back backfield here? So
1: I just looked and all of the running backs are off the injury report. So the reason that I didn't initially have Swift ranked is I – know that they had talked about him being injured and that was some of the reason they signed Peterson because they weren't sure how much he'd be able to participate. I think as we go and look into, you know, adjusting rankings, especially with Galladay now pretty much appearing to be out, I would, uh, I would tend to agree with a lot of what you said about Swift.
3: I, I just feel like Swift is going to get some run, but it, if Carrion is healthy, I think he's gonna, you know, it looks it feels more like a 55-45 split while you know Swift is not coming into a Clyde Edwards uh, eclair situation. He is
1: uh <laughs> that's, he is that's the new a, official one, Clyde <laughs> Edwards, Edwards
2: Eclair. eclair. Okay, we gotta to remember to stick with that. So <laughs>
3: So carry going to get on is definitely going to be the guy in the passing game. Uh, I think Peterson is an insurance policy. Could he become more? Sure. Is he going to become more this week? No. So I, I think I'm going to stick w- with carry on being the better of the two. With the passing game taking some hits with A- Amendola and Galladay out, you know, I, maybe they move up to. You know, thirty six and forty five. Maybe they they increase a little better. Maybe they get a little closer, and they're both you know, thirty eight and forty two, something
2: like that. Um. All right. Period. So we do know that uh that Kenny Galladay is likely out. I mean, he hasn't been ruled out, but he is doubtful, which pretty much means he's not going to play. We were obviously we all had him very high, so in hopes that he was. So Marvin Jones. Obviously, before we heard the news, we had uh, we all had him ranked literally right next to each other, 36, 37, and 38. How much higher does he move up for you guys? Uh, do either one of you, have you looked and seen? I honestly have not looked to see where I would I would rank him yet. If I was going off the top of my head, I think probably 22, 23, right around Lockett Evans-Landry for me. I think I could easily see him shooting up into that range with him being out. What about you two?
1: Yeah, I think into wide receiver two territory for me.
2: Yeah.
3: So, I, you know, I could see him maybe jumping over Hilton, who I have at 26. Mm-hmm. Edelman's at 25. Um, in part, at least you guys,
1: you you guys remember Edel- Hilton. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Edelman is, uh, you know, the thing with the, the difference between Edelman and, and Jones is. Jones is more of a home run threat. Jones can get down the field. He's a lot faster. And so I think that would give him, you know, a better average depth of target, uh, more of a red zone threat. Edelman is good. Uh, it, it remains to be seen what's going to happen with Cam and how his chemistry with Cam works out. Um, you know, Sutton, is Sutton now? I have Sutton twenty three now.
1: Sutton, no, I, Sutton is officially questionable. That they play the Monday night game, so yeah. they won't make their final injury designation until tomorrow night. Unfortunately, yeah. but I know so a lot I have of the reports Sutton
3: at that I'm twenty three, so yeah. I I could I could see putting Jones up where Sutton
2: is at. Yeah, the one thing – well, I'll save the Sutton thing for when we get to Denver. They're, they'll be the last game that we talk about. I think he has a real shot to play. Uh, Hawkinson, we all have him tied into territory, 16, 15, 14. I do think he maybe gets a little, little bit more volume now with Galladay being out, but I wouldn't move him up much higher in my rankings. I've got him at 16, so maybe i move him up to 14, 13, right around you guys, but I'm not expecting a huge jump for him. On Chicago's no, I side, think
3: Hawkinson, you know, Hawkinson could have – Top eight upside. I mean, he exploded last year in week one, and then he got injured. With Galladay out, you know, they're going to need that big receiving presence, and Hawkinson definitely brings that. So, I well, I'm not going to – I might – when I account for Galladay being out, I might bump him up three or four spots right around the fringe of tight end one. But if he finishes inside the top eight, I I will not be the least bit surprised.
2: Gotcha. And I did forget to mention with the Jets game really quick uh, that Denzel Mims was ruled out as well. It was kind of questionable for him. He He is not playing. Uh, so on Chicago side, I have Trubisky at 25. Both of you have him at 32. Uh, I'm hiring him just because I think it's a good matchup. I don't think uh, Detroit's defense is is all that great. Uh, obviously, losing Darius Slay I think helps out Allen Robinson, and we've seen Allen Robinson somehow gets the ball from Mitchell Trubisky and does stuff with it. I, I am intrigued to see him go up against Akuda though, because that's who I imagine is gonna be covering him. And while Akuda was an absolute monster in college, it does seem sometimes that those rookie cornerbacks transition don't transition Great into the NFL that first year, so I'll be interested to see how good he does. Uh, but that's why I'm in on Trubisky. I just think it's going to be a good game. I'm hoping that they go back to what he was a couple of years ago, rushing the ball a little bit more with him. Looks like everybody coming in is going to be healthy. With Montgomery, It's talked about, he's going to be healthy. Uh, so with that being said, are we moving Montgomery up any again? When we did this ranking, when we did the rankings, we weren't sure if Montgomery was going to play. I had him at 40. Matt, you had him at 31. Dennis at 48. We had uh I had Cohen at thirty two, Dennis at twenty five, Matt at twenty-eight. I'm moving Montgomery ahead of Cohen now, knowing that he was a full go in practice today and looks to be good to go. He's probably gonna jump up to twenty-eight ish, probably for me. Uh, how high do you guys have Montgomery going? Are you keeping Cohen ahead of him?
3: Uh no. <laughs> I would definitely move him in front of Cohen. Uh I'm not sure how far up he'll he'll go. Uh you know, I have to dig into it, but probably I would expect in the 30 range, uh, he'll, he'll go up, probably as I look at here, my rankings, he's probably going to go at least to 28 in front of Gibson and Ronald Jones. So.
1: Yeah, I think I'll pull him up some too. I had actually pulled him up a little bit based on those early practice Action. reports. He's still officially listed as questionable, but, um, you know, I think they're demonstrating more and more faith that he's going to be a go. Uh, so probably I'll probably have him and Cohen pretty close together, gotcha. though, because I still think they're going to kind of split RB threes.
2: All right. So then on Allen Robinson, I have him at two. Both of you have him at eight. And and this just goes back to what I was talking about with Trubisky. I just think it's a great matchup for him. I think this is going to be a really good game. Um, I'm expecting, Chicago to come out on fire here. I mean, Trubisky knows he's got to play well to even have a shot to be a starting quarterback next year. I think Matt Nagy, while some may not think he's on the hot seat, I think he wants to have a good season as well because I could see him getting fired. And again, I, I don't think Detroit's defense is that great. I, I just don't. I, I don't think that they're that good. Uh, I, so I, I think Allen Robinson's going to have a huge game here. Is there anybody else in the receiving game you guys would be willing to take a flyer on in this game, or is it just a Rob?
3: Trey Burton, Adam Sheehan. neither
2: one of them are right no, there anymore. There's not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I still have some hopes for Anthony Miller, but I don't feel good enough to roll him out this week.
2: Yeah,
3: I mean, I just got to. I need to see if they're going to do anything with Trubisky like they did a couple years ago. I mean, if because yeah, the, well, if I'm they add the if they add the threat of his running then that opens things up a little bit more. And that allows him to get out on the edge and, and make some plays. And that may be something that helps him with the passing game. But I I agree with
2: you. I, I think Nagy is on the hot seat. All right. So I am taking the Detroit Lions to win this game. What about you guys? I
1: have the Lions winning too, and they better
2: off. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get, I'm going to take the Lions as well. Packers and Vikings. Minnesota is getting 2.5 points and a 54.9% chance to win this game. Aaron Rodgers. I have him at 23. You guys have him at 16 and 15. I just don't think it's going to be a great game for Rodgers. I like Minnesota's defense. Uh, their corners are bad, which is why I'm actually expecting a big game from Devontae Adams, who we'll get to here in a minute. But just because Adams has a good game doesn't mean that Rodgers has to. I do think that they're going to rely heavily on the run. It seems like that's kind of what they've been pushing for all offseason. Hey, we're taking the ball out of Rodgers' hands a little bit more. They drafted A.J. Dillon. So I'm expecting a big game from Jones. And Adams, and I, most of that I think is because Adams I could see easily getting like two touchdowns here, but that doesn't mean Rodgers throws for maybe 200 yards. So I'm not expecting a big game from Rodgers just based on the defensive front and their move to a more solid running game. Uh, we all have Aaron Jones in our top 10. I'm a little bit higher than you guys. I have him at six. You two have him at nine. Are either one of you worried about Dylan or Williams working uh, working into the workload here or getting some of the carries?
3: I think he's going to get the same share he's been getting. Will, Williams will get some run. I think they'll probably try Dylan out. Maybe not this week, but definitely at some point they're going to start to try to work him in. But Jones, I think, is one of the best receivers on the team, and so they're going to definitely get him the ball uh, on handoffs and in space. He's shown that despite being only 5'9", uh, he can get in the end zone. So I uh, I don't think the running I I think he's still the 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 main guy when it comes yeah. to running the ball in in Green Bay.
1: Yeah, the fact that they're uh, reportedly pretty close to a, a long term extension of yeah. Aaron Jones kind of solidifies those fears that they were looking to phase him out with their picks. I think it really just speaks to more of what we talked about that uh, their coach wants to. Flip the philosophy a little bit from being yep. the kind of Mike McCarthy aired out to being more of a power running game. I expect Jones and Williams to supplement the fact that they don't really have much of a tight end or wide receiver two threat.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And just, I mean, why just do you look at MBS, history right there? <laughs> uh, just look at a. Just look at his uh, his coaching tree. He comes from the Kyle Shanahan coaching tree, and we see what Kyle Shanahan's doing there in, in San Francisco. So me and Matt both have Adams at one. Dennis has him at three. So we're all expecting big games from him. Same thing we just talked about with Chicago. Are you trusting anybody else outside of Adams? A lot of people are high on Lazard. Obviously, Dennis likes MVS. You know, my boy Jay Sternberger hopefully will have a good game, but it's not going to be Did this week.
1: It, he's third on the tight end depth chart. Mercedes Man. and Robert Toyon are ahead of him.
2: Yeah, J.K. Dobbins was number four. I'll believe it when I see it Sunday. If he's number three on the on the depth chart Sunday when they release the official depth chart, I'll, I'll worry then. But right now, I'm just going to be like, eh, it is what it is. But do you guys trust in anybody? Or will you? are you willing to start anyone else this week? Because the one weakness Minnesota has, I think, is their secondary. Yeah, I think MVS may be the
1: best long shot. <laughs> You'd be the
2: long so, shot. So,
3: like, in the private Dix League, we start three wide receivers or three or four wide receivers and we have three or four flex, three flexes, I think. So uh, along with three running backs, it, it's, it's an ungu- it's a huge starting lineup and it's a 16 team league. So I don't think you have any hesitation rolling out somebody like MVS uh, as your third flex. Uh, you know, you're, you're looking for players that have some kind of upside Uh, And when you got somebody that's 6'4 that runs a 4'3'9, you know, there's a chance he's going to get behind the defense. And and it just comes down to can they make the connection? Uh, I I don't hate it. I'm certainly not, you know, if I'm in a start two wide receivers with
2: one flex league, no, he's not going to be making my starting lineup. So the Vikings side here, we have got Kirk Cousins coming in at twenty six uh, for me, twenty five for Dennis, and seventeen for Matt Fox. Matt Fox, why do you all of a sudden love Captain Kirk? Cousins, Captain Kirk. He's drink, drinking Cousins.
3: that grape Kool Aid.
1: <laughs> so let me tell you, Gary Kubiak uh, does like to throw the ball. I mean they they've always had good running games, but he uses tight ends, he uses receivers. I think that they are going to, you know, try to throw the ball a little bit. It's also a product of some of the matchups this week. Looking at some some people and and some matchups that I didn't care for that much. So, um, and apparently, all this time I spent with you, I've fallen in love with her cousins. I don't know what to say.
2: All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pair these two together because this I have a a reasoning behind mine. So I'm gonna talk about both of them real quick. Uh, I have doubt. Me and Dennis both have Dalvin Cook at four. Matt, you have him at eleven. I have Adam Thielen at eight. Both of you have him at ten. The reason I have Cook so high is I think that they are going to run the ball more. Uh, Packers gave up a lot on the ground last year, and I I honestly feel like when I redo my ranking Saturday, I might move Thielen down some because. I do think he's going to be shadowed by Jair Alexander, and he is a phenomenal defensive back. And I don't I don't trust Jefferson. I don't trust Ola Johnson. So I do think they're going to lean heavier on the run this week. I might even move Cook up a slot just because I think they're going to rely really heavily on Cook and Madison this week. So that, that's why I ranked him there. And while I likely move Phelan down, what are your guys' thoughts on how they're going to to work the offense? I guess, Matt, we'll start with you because you are by far lower than me and Dennis on Cook.
1: I mean, I still think he's going to be good. I still had him as a, a running back one, um, but I think they may use Madison some, and I think they're going to pass him. I also don't think this is going to be particularly high scoring.
2: Gotcha. Dennis, you have any thoughts on Cook or Thielen? Uh,
3: I, I think Thielen is the he's – the, he's the guy there. He's the top dog. I, I think they like B.C. Johnson, and I think at some point Justin Jefferson – will be the guy in Minnesota. I just think it's probably in 2021 or 2022. Uh, so Thielen is going to get volume and Cook is going to get volume. Uh, I, I probably, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to move Cook up from four. Um, and I'm, I think at 10, you know, would, would I be surprised if Thielen finished inside the top 10? No, but I wouldn't be surprised if he was just inside the top 15 either because it is going to likely be a low-scoring game.
2: So we uh, we all actually ranked Irv Smith ahead of Kyle Rudolph in this one. I have him at 25. Dennis, you have met 19. Matt Fox at 21. Are, are we all on the train, I guess, that Irv Smith is now the top tight end to own in, Ru- uh, in Rudolph over Kyle Rudolph in Minnesota?
3: For fantasy points, certainly. Yeah. Yeah, I think
1: you know. I think we're gonna see a little bit of a flip of kind of come around on that.
3: Yeah, uh, I will sit say- sit one, sit one. Jack Doyle, Greg Olson, or Irv
2: Smith. Who's riding the bench? Olson right oh, Olson. Olson easily. <laughs> That's not even close to me. Yeah, it's Olson. I- I'm I'm more in on Irv Smith and. I try to tell people not to buy the camp hype, but I'm buying the camp hype and the fact that they've had him talking about how they want to use him all over the field, possibly even in the run game because of the athlete that he is. So uh, I'm all in on Irv Smith this year. I think they drafted him to be the Kyle Rudolph replacement. And while I've loved Kyle Rudolph, he's helped me win a championship. Watching that dude play last year, he moves really slow. I do think that it's finally going to be kind of Irv Smith's year. So I'm with you guys on Irv Smith. Who you guys taking to win this game, the Packers or the Vikings?
1: Vikings.
2: I'm go Packers. Packers. I'm going Packers as well. This one I am really interested to talk about. The Dolphins versus the Patriots. The Patriots are getting six point five points and given a seventy percent chance to win this game, which I think is extremely disrespectful to the Dolphins. For Ryan's Fitz. Uh Ryan's Magic here. We've got, uh, I've got him at 30 Dennis at 27, Matt at 26. So none of us are really expecting much out of him. Uh, I mean, maybe a super flex starter, but I would, I would not start him if I don't have to. I, so I assume so what to you're
3: saying is based on our rankings, that 70% is
2: probably accurate. We just don't like the way it looks. Yes. And no, yeah. cause I, I will, I will explain here in a minute. So, For the running backs, I have Howard at 30. Dennis, you have him at 33. Matt has him at 24. I have Matt Breida at 47. Dennis, you have him at 35. Matt, you did not rank Matt Breida. Are we just not... Regardless of all the opt-outs that New England has, they still have a good defense, I would think. Bill Belichick has been known to be a defensive mastermind, so I imagine they're still going to come in with a very good defense and a very good game plan. I don't expect Miami to come in there and beat them 49-10 to or something like that. So are we just ranking, or for you guys, are you ranking Howard and Breed of this low just because you don't expect them to do much against that defense? I think I ranked them both as RB3s. I I think they're
3: going to split volume. Um, Howard is going to get the carries. I I think Howard's going to get a decent amount of carries this year and be a usable back. But I also think that Howard has shown what he is in the passing game. Um, And and he gets a couple courtesy targets a game on safety valve type things. But when it comes to the passing game, it's going to be Brito. And so Breida, he could be in for eight or nine targets if he catches four or five passes, you know, 50, 60 yards. Howard, 16, 17 carries. So I I got them close together because I think it's going to be a very even split um, unless they get blown out, in which case then it becomes Breida. If they get up big, then it becomes a Howard game.
1: See, for me, I, I don't think this is going to be a particularly high-scoring game. You're talking about two defensive coaches who know each other really well because one was the defensive coordinator for the other. Yeah. Two actually pretty good defenses. Both of them have probably their secondary is better than their front. That's particularly yeah. true of New England. They lost a lot of pieces in the linebacking core and on the line. They still have Gilmore. They still have some talent in the secondary. I think my that... It's gonna be close, it's gonna be low, and that it's gonna tr- tend more toward uh trying to pound the ball with uh Jordan Howard.
2: Yeah, I do agree with you. It's gonna be a low scoring game. And that is why I have the the wide receivers linked ranked kind of as low as I do. Uh, I have Preston Williams at four, Dennis 40, 40, not four, four D. Dennis, you have him at 45, Matt Fox. you have him at 31. Uh for Devontae Parker, I have him at 41. Dennis, you have him at 32, Matt has him at 38. Uh, I am higher on Preston, not by much, and I do think I'll move him up a little bit more, but I do think Gilmore lines up against Parker for most of this game, and I understand that Parker, I think, burned – Gilmore in the last game of the season last year, still taking Gilmore in this one. I just think he's way more talented than Devontae Parker. So I think Preston Williams will get a little bit more work. But, again, I, I agree with what Matt said earlier. I, I do think this is going to be a low-scoring game, so I'm not expecting much out of these wide receivers. Uh, what are your thoughts on these two guys, Dennis? I,
3: You know, I, I love Preston Williams. Um, I, I have many, many shares on many, many rosters of Preston Williams. I just feel like not quite enough time has elapsed since that injury. I think he he's going to be able to play. I think they're going to manage his snaps, though. Uh, they're going to manage his target volume because they don't want to get him injured again. They're going to let him get back in the fray, and may, maybe he ends up being recovered completely, and he just needs to get out there and play some. He's looked good in camp, but... Uh, It's still just camp with no live games. So well, I would love to have, in my heart, these rankings are switched. But I'm trying to be realistic and not let my love for Preston Williams uh, overshadow my attempt at analysis.
1: Yeah, I mean, both of them are off the... Injury report as of today, uh, Miami doesn't have him listed. So I think that's a good sign. He is still working his way back, but I tended to agree with uh, Bruning uh, that I thought Gilmore would probably be on Parker. And that to me will create a little bit more of an advantageous uh, situation for Williams and more so for the tight end we're going to talk about because that's where yep. New England's major defensive losses were, their linebacking core was essentially eradicated in free agency and opt outs.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, that, that leads us right into Gasecki. I have him at 10. Matt, you have him at 9, but Dennis has him at 22. And, and what you just said is exactly why I have him ranked so high. I think those cornerbacks are still elite cornerbacks, especially Gilmore. They're going to be able to lock down those guys. We saw Gaseki start to take a step up at the back half of last season with Fitzmagic. I think that he continues that, and, and he is their best matchup weapon, I think, this week against a weak linebacking core. Dennis, why are you so low on Gaseki?
3: You know, I, I think he's still making that transition from athlete to tight end and he's gonna, uh, he still struggles in, in the blocking game. So that takes him off the field. Some, you know, if, if, if he can usurp that slot role from whoever their wide receiver three is, whether it's, you know, Albert Wilson or Isaiah Ford or whoever the heck it is, uh, Then, you know, or Matt Breida, even, uh, then that may be helpful, and that may give reason to move him up. Uh, I think right now, if you're ranking him up at nine or ten, you're you're banking on
2: a big play from him. All right, so on the Patriots side, there's really not much to talk about for us. We're all pretty in lockstep with most of these guys. Cam Newton, I have at 18. Dennis has him at 14. Matt has him at 21. So even in Superflex, you're likely starting him. You, there's you, We've all got him at least as a QB, two. Uh, Matt, I think, is the lowest there with and still a a low end QB, too. So you're starting him if you've got him on the running backs. We're all in on James White. Uh, I have him at 28, Dennis has him at 22, Matt has him at 26. Um, he's the highest rated running back for us. I do think Burkhead plays in a little bit, but I think if I had to bet on one guy, it's White, and we're all out on Sony Michelle. I have him at 38, Dennis at 39, Matt at 35. Edelman is the one guy that we all seem to have ranked the highest here. I am at 32. You guys are a lot closer at 25 and 26. Again, for me, this goes back to what Matt said earlier. Miami's defense in the secondary is really good, and I just don't expect anybody to have a big game here. Miami's linebackers are also very good as well, so I think if Edelman's trying to go across the middle uh, in the short areas of the field, they can still do a good job of covering him. As Matt said, I don't expect this to be a high-scoring game, Uh, so I'm I'm not big on anybody here. None of us ranked Harry. Or we may have ranked him, but he's not very high. What are your guys' thoughts on him? Is it just one of those you? Ex- uh, he's injured now. Is he? He came up in the end airport <laughs> with a shoulder injury, and this is why I did not have him ranked very high last year. Anyways, uh, so yeah, we'll 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 keep you guys updated on that, obviously. But um, who you guys picking to win? New England or Miami?
3: Still New, New England. Going New me. England.
2: I'm going well. with. Miami, that was who I picked, so I'm gonna go ahead and stick with it. Moving on to Eagles and the Wait, Washington. We're supposed
3: to get out our our pickums and pick it like that. Well, I can't no, contradict myself.
2: <laughs> no, I, I, can't. I go based on what I, I did in the picks and uh, pick so If
1: you contradict yourself, you should go change your pick'em.
2: Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, look this way. You know, I can see Dennis's point. This way, you're always uh, going to be right. Either you pick New England on the the pick'em, or you pick Miami on the podcast. I, I just go based off what I did on the pick'em.
1: I'm going with my list
2: because it actually published today. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Eagles versus the Washington football team. Uh, Philly is getting six points. They're given the seventy percent chance to win this game. Uh, I've got Wentz at eleven, Dennis at nine, Fox at six. So we're all in on him. Uh, the interesting one is going to, or the interesting thing is going to be this backfield. Miles Sanders. Uh, I was, I saw that he was listed as a, a full go in practice today, but there's still a lot of reports that he may not get a full workload. I think the latest thing to come out was they're going to have him on a a pitch limit of of sorts, a, a carry limit. I have him at eighteen right now. Dennis at 13, Matt at six. That was why I've kind of put him at 18. I just don't know what they're going to do with them. I do think they they likely have a chance to, I don't want to say win this game handedly because that defensive line and linebacking court is is really good for Washington. But I don't think they're going to use Sanders as much as I think they would have if he'd been fully healthy. Are either one of you worried about Sanders? And if so, do you think Boston Scott, or I know Corey Clement was also lifted on the injury report today as well, uh, would you be willing to start Boston Scott as like a low-end flex play if you think Sanders is not going to get that much run?
3: I think if if you think Sanders is not going to get that much run, then sure. I I still think Sanders is going to – get the majority of the work in the running game. Um, it, it just, I, I don't know that it's going to be, you know, 100 125 yards and six receptions. I, I think he'll have a productive day, but I think the volume might not be quite uh, what we would want uh, or what Matt Fox wants. <laughs>
1: I see. I think he is going to be an active role in the receiving game. And I think we saw last year for the Eagles that Sanders doesn't have to get a ton of touches to have some explosive performances.
2: All right. So we don't really have I don't think Jalen Rager is going to play. That is something we have to watch for. He was a full go in practice today. But Jeffrey
1: has been ruled out, though. Yeah, ruled Jeffrey out today.
2: I just I think they're going to be smart with Rager. I know they've said it's not a serious injury, but they have they were talking about him being out for two or three weeks. I I do think that they likely hold him out. Even if you if he does play, I wouldn't mind throwing him in a flex spot, but I think they will hold him out. So that comes down to Ertz and Goddard being really the only guys in the receiving game they've got here. I've got Ertz at eight. Uh, Dennis has them at four. Matt has them at three, and then Goddard. I have at nineteen. Dennis at twelve, and Fox at thirteen. I just, I'm not expecting them to to have a a big passing day here. I'm really not. I, it's much like the Miami Patriots game, I think it's going to be a close game, uh, and I'm not so I'm not expecting much out of these guys. Do you have any thoughts on the tight end room here for the Eagles? I think that it, they lead the Eagles in receptions, just <laughs> yeah. like
3: virtually every other game. You know yeah. <laughs> these are the two guys and and of the two Ertz is the one, Goddard is the so, two, so yeah, so
1: start him if you got him, yeah,
2: yep. Yeah. All right, so really, I had Ertz at eight. I could have swore I had him higher. Anyways, uh, so Washington, uh, I have Haskins at 32. Dennis has him at 28. Matt, you have him at 31. Uh, I know Matt wants me to defend him here. I'm just, I just, I'm not expecting so a big game. Why from do
1: you hate Dennis Haskins and by extension, Ohio State?
2: I love Ohio State and I love Dennis. I also love Dwayne Haskins. Uh, I just, I just, I'm not expecting a big game out of him here. I really am not. Uh, I think that secondary is good. Having Darius Slay, although Darius Slay is a big fan of Terry McLaurin. I know when they played each other last year, he said that Terry McLaurin was the hardest receiver he's ever had to cover outside of Keenan Allen. So that that's a lot of respect thrown his way by a, a veteran like Slay. Uh, for the running backs here, Antonio Gibson, I have at 27. Dennis, you have him at 29. Fox, you have him at 34. And McKissick, neither one of me or Dennis ranked him, but Fox, you brought him in at 43. Uh, I'm gonna say the same. Well, I don't think the Eagles' defensive front is is great. It's it's still a good front. I'm just I just don't think Washington's going to do anything in this game. I really don't expect it to even be close. I think Philly's just gonna be able to win this game, and they're not gonna have to try that hard. Do you guys have any thoughts on on Gibson or McKissick?
1: Watch out for Peyton Barber. well see that was the thing last year the eagles were tough to actually run the ball on so i had mckissick and gibson ranked more because i think they might catch some some dump offs mckissick's ironically came out uh, i think on the first step chart as their rb1 so yeah (laughs) all right so
3: with that backfield it's going to be it's going to be a mess until somebody can establish themselves i mean You know, We we saw it last season with their wide receiver core, and then McLaurin came in and basically said, uh, until somebody takes it away, I'm the wide receiver one. And each week, he just got better. So Gibson might come out and do that this year with the running back position. I don't know. Maybe McKissick, after five years in the league now, or however many, he's looking at it and saying, I finally am getting a legitimate shot. I think McKissick has struggled with injuries in the past. So you know i i do think barber has, he got his shot in tampa bay and he shit the bed so barber is that third guy he he's that all around jag he's not going to lose the game for you he'll he'll pick up the blitz he'll get you you know on on second and three he's going to get you two and a half so you've got a third and really short but he isn't going to get you you know seven
1: gotcha
2: uh, so, for Terry McLaurin, I have him at 12. Dennis has him at 19. Fox has him at 21. I just think McLaurin is the only guy they have there. And so I expect Haskins to go to him early and often. He did still have a good game. Uh, it wasn't a great game against Slay last year. I believe he got 60 yards and a touchdown. I'll take that at this point. I, I do think that that's the only guy that Haskins is going to be able to rely on. Uh, are you anybody picking no Washington here? No love for here? Steve Sims? Not this No week. love no. for Steven Sims. Not at all. I'm taking Eagles. What about you guys? Eagles. Yep. Yeah. Raiders, Panthers. Uh, the Raiders are getting three points going across country here. Uh, they give him the 51% chance to win. Uh, we all have Carr rated pretty much as a as a QB2. match just outside of that. So I think he's, he's worthy of the super flex play here. I have him at 22. Dennis, 18. Fox at 25. Josh Jacobs, I have him at 12, Dennis at 3, and Matt at 5. So I am that low on him because I do believe that bringing in Derek Brown and some of the other moves that they've made all defensively, they're going to be a little bit better against the run. They were one of the worst teams against the run last year. I'm expecting them to take a step up this year. And I also think that they're going to be a little bit more pass-happy here in this game. While they did improve their defensive front linebackers, their secondary is, in my opinion, the worst in the NFL right now. So I do think they're going to try and attack that with Brian Edwards and Henry Ruggs this week, show off those new toys that they've got. So I'm a little bit lower on Jacobs than you two are. Uh, that was That's kind of my reasoning there. For the wide receivers here, I have Ruggs at 47. Dennis did not rank him. Matt has him at 43. I did not rank Edwards this week, and then both of you have him at 47. Uh, no love for Renfro this week. Or are we expecting anything out of these guys? What are your guys' thoughts? I think it's a big Waller game for me.
1: Yeah, I think Waller, and then uh, the reason I put Rugs on there, I think he'll get one long pass mm-hmm. that boosts him in, into something.
3: So I I I love Edwards lo- long term. I think Edwards is going to have a, a a decent game. He's going to show some glimpses this week. Um, I, you know I I need to see more from Rugs to s- just to see how is his game going to round out for the NFL. Uh, it's going to be a big game for Waller, and, and I'm not going to be you know I have Jacobs at running back three. Because I think he's going to get 20 plus carries and catch six, seven passes.
2: Yeah, you're much higher on him than me with the passing. I, I do not expect that to happen at all. Uh, Waller, we all have ranked high. We just said we think he's going to be a good game for him. I have him at 11, Dennis at 5, Matt at 4. For Carolina, none of us are really in on Teddy Bridgewater. I have him at 27, Dennis at 30, Fox at 29. We all have CMC at 1, so, I mean, that's kind of a no-brainer. <laughs> yeah, he is the number 1 if you're watching on camera there is Matt's putting up. Uh, For DJ Moore, this one's a little bit uh, conflicting. We have him kind of all over the place. I have him at 27, Dennis at 9, Fox at 15. I will probably move him up some the more I've looked at it. I'm just... I don't think Teddy has a big game here against that that front for Oakland, and that and I think kind of affects DJ Moore a little bit. I don't see them using him in like any kind of sweeps or running plays, so they're gonna have to get him the ball. I'm just I'm not sold on this being a great game for Carolina this week. I think it's gonna be all CMC, uh, and that's it. Uh, your guys' thoughts on DJ Moore? Uh,
3: I think he's he's the game in Carolina. Uh, I think he's got a great short game and. If the Raiders start getting pressure on Teddy Bridgewater, he's going to need to get rid of the ball and he's going to get rid of the ball to DJ Moore. So uh, that's why I have DJ up where I do.
1: Yeah. And I knocked him back a little bit for some of the concerns you mentioned. And because I'm not, I don't think Teddy has a huge game, but I think Moore and CMC will still be okay.
2: Uh I did not rank Ian Thomas Dennis has him at twenty three Matt has him at nineteen, so none of us really expecting big stuff out of him this week. I do think that he's a good player and he probably has better weeks coming, but this is just not one of those matchups i'm 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 sold on for for Ian Thomas. uh who are you guys picking to win this game? The Raiders or the Panthers Raiders Panthers I'm taking the Raiders. I wanna take the Panthers, but I'm taking the Raiders. I took the Panthers, did you yes. all right. Colts and Jaguars. Indy is being given 8.66% chance to win this game. I've got Rivers at 30, Dennis at 19, Fox at 20. I just don't see it. I mean, I know the Jags' defense is taking a hit in losing Calais Campbell. They lost Jalen Ramsey. They lost Rodney Harrison as well to the Browns. I still don't see it. Uh, Rivers is still going to throw three interceptions, and I, I... I'm just not big on rivers. I really don't have anything outside of, I just don't think he's going to have a good game here. I think they're going to do exactly what I think Matt mentioned earlier when we brought up Jonathan Taylor and is Jacksonville was horrible against the run last year. And then they just got rid of Calais Campbell as well. I think that they are going to run the ball with Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor. I have them very close in my ranks. Uh, I think we all really do just because, I think both of them are going to get a lot of run here. Mm-hmm. I will likely move Taylor up. I have him at 26 right now. Dennis has him at 26. Fox has him at 17. So I like what you, I like where your head's at, Matt. Way to go. Way to go. Way to have the balls because I couldn't do it. And then Mac, I have at 21. Dennis at 32 and Fox at 45. Said I'm expecting them to run the ball a ton. I do think Taylor ends up with a better day, so he will move up in my ranks. Your guys' thoughts on those two this week against a really bad run defense.
3: I think week one it's going to be a, a fairly even split uh, as far as rivers goes. I, you know, his arm is shit. You know, he but he's got Paris Campbell, T.Y. Hilton, who get and Jack Doyle, who all get things done close to the line of scrimmage. So, uh, Jack, Jackson, or uh, yeah, Jacksonville. You know they've got they've got the YOLO guy playing quarterback in Jacksonville, so anything could happen there. So Rivers may have to throw the ball 30, 35 times, uh, regardless of how well they're running the ball. So I, I think Rivers is going to surprise.
1: Yeah, this is another game. Um, I'm not going to make a special point to watch. <laughs> I think there's going to be a lot of a lot of running uh, and a lot of running over the defense that no longer exists in Jacksonville.
2: Uh, for Ty Hilton, I've got him at twenty nine. Dennis at twenty six. Matt forgot about him because he does not like Ty Hilton. So we will just uh, we'll we'll move past that was it.
1: I probably would have him somewhere in that rage. I, I I just realized when I was looking at our consensus, I was like, <laughs> right. Oh, that means I forgot him.
2: As much as I love Ty Hilton, mm-hmm. I feel like he's a little bit more forgettable than like a guy like Amari Cooper. So you know, I guess I can't say anything there. Uh, But yeah, I'm just as I said earlier, I'm not expecting much out of any of these guys. Uh, Doyle, I think could get you a touchdown or two. Why I have him up at 12. Dennis has him at 17. Matt, you have him at 12. I'm just. While I don't disagree with what Dennis just said, that Jacksonville with Minshew could be throwing the ball all over the place, I do think their time is going to be limited because of how much Indy is going to be running the ball and controlling the clock. So, again, it's just what I don't expect a lot of shootouts this week. I really don't. I I think there's going to be a lot of really close games. Uh, For Jacksonville, Minshew at 23 for me, Dennis has him at 24, Fox at 29. So, we're all kind of in the same area. Matt, a little bit lower than us, but. I mean, for me, I could see him being worse than that just because of how good Indy's defense is. But uh, I, I wouldn't start Minshew unless you absolutely have to. This backfield is all messed up right now with it, with everything going on. looks like it's going to be the Thompson-Robinson show. Everybody thought it was going to be Exigbo earlier in the week. Now he goes on IR. We know uh, Armstead is still on the COVID list. I have Thompson at 37, Dennis at 40, Matt at 29, and then Robinson I have at 45, Dennis at 37, and Matt at 44. So I'm assuming Thompson is as high for you, Fox is due to. You think they're going to be down and passing the ball a lot? Yes,
1: Jacksonville doesn't have a spectacular offensive line either.
2: Yeah. So this is the interesting one, and and this goes a little bit into my bold prediction here at the end of the end of the episode. Uh, I have Chark at six, Dennis at eighteen, Fox at twenty two. I'm expecting a big week from Chark. Obviously, I have him at six. Don't love Indy secondary, and we know that Minshew only has eyes for DJ Chark. He does not like DD Westbrook, and while Chris Conley is a good wide receiver. Minshew looks at him and then looks back over to see if DJ Chark is open yet. So I think he is going to connect with DJ Chark quite a lot in this one. I am all in on DJ Chark. Really quick, before we we pick the game, anybody interested in LaVisca Chenault? I do think he might be a worthy pickup if you have someone you can drop on your team because I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a little bit of run at running back this week. Your guys' thoughts on Chenault?
1: Yeah, I think we talked about this a little bit on Monday when we had our guest. Yeah. De- Dennis and I were pretty similar in that I would – he's an interesting stash, but I'd actually like to see him play and see how they're going to use him and what he looks like first.
2: Absolutely. DJ Chart, Do, 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 do. I know. I love him. He's going to have a great game this week. I'm telling you. I can't wait till he balls out. Uh, who you guys picking to win this game, the Colts or the Jaguars? Colts. Colts, as am I. <sighs> on to my least favorite game of the weekend: the Baltimore Ravens and the Cleveland Browns. Baltimore is being given eight points and the seventy percent chance to win this game. Uh, Fox is surprisingly higher on Baker than anybody else on this podcast, which is 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 a little bit weird to me. I won't lie; uh, he has him at fourteen. I have him at seventeen. Dennis at twenty-two. I just this defense. I cares. feel like
1: uh, fundamentally,
2: fundamentally, I think you and I
1: accidentally switched bodies.
2: Probably, yeah. That, that that makes sense. Now I just I'm scared to death of this defense. They were the best against uh they gave up the fewest points to quarterbacks last year, and then they added Calais fucking Campbell. So I am terrified of what they might do to Baker. I still think again, 17, you're starting him as your second QB, but I'm not expecting him to have a huge game here. Uh for the running backs, I have uh me and Dennis both have uh Chubb at 15, Matt has him at 10. Uh, I have Hunt at 25, Matt has him at 25, Dennis has him at 23. I do think that Chubb has that top 10 potential. We saw that last year, if they do rely on him to run the ball and he breaks a couple big ones, he's going to have a huge game here. And I do expect them to run the ball and try and keep the ball out of Lamar's hands. Your guys' thoughts on the Chubb-Hunt dilemma? Like I don't think Hunt gets that involved this week. I just don't see them being... They're going to likely be behind, so I do see some passing work, but I think they're going to try and run the ball with Chubb. So that's that's why I have him break higher. What do you guys think?
3: I, I think if Chubb is going to finish at running back 10, it's going to be because he breaks a long one. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that defense is really good, and that offense in Baltimore can score points. So I feel like Cleveland is going to have to throw the ball a little bit. They're going to have to play keep up, and they frequently do that with Hunt as opposed to Chubb, because Hunt is a good runner and a better pass catcher. Chubb is a great runner and, and yeah. he can catch a pass, but it, it may that may play uh against Chubb more this week than than most weeks.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe I'm a little optimistic on hey, I like it, you know. I think he could get uh, some goal line
2: carries too. So.
3: Yeah, so they'll probably He, have he their was about
2: he was
1: Clyde
3: edwards eclair
2: effective yeah. with his goal line carries last year. Yeah. Well, I think some of that was due to Freddie Kitchens bad play calling if I'm being you honest. Know, the, so. the,
1: Browns, the Browns invested in improving their offensive line. So, yeah. you know, if that can pay off, well for
2: them, that that's the one bad thing to watch out for too. J.C. Treader listed as questionable, may not play. And if he's out, that's I, I like Nick Harris. I think he's going to be good, but I, I'm a little bit worried if Treader's going to be out. So for the wide receivers here, I have Odell at 18. Dennis has him at 22. Fox at 14. Uh, me and Fox both have Landry at 23. 23. Dennis at 33. I am a little bit worried about them having to pass the ball, as Dennis just mentioned, because they have Jimmy Smith and Marlon Humphreys, two very talented corners. Uh, We saw Marlon Humphreys was able to kind of really frustrate Odell last year to a point where they almost got into a fight. You know, Jimmy Smith is a really good cornerback as well if they get him on Landry. I actually think the sneaky play this week is going to be Rashard Higgins. Wouldn't start him, but I do think he could actually end up having a pretty good game just because I think those two are going to be kind of blanketed. Not expecting a lot out of them, though. Uh, I think if either one of them comes in really high, it's going to be because they break a long play or have a a touchdown in this one. Uh, And none of us are either really in on Hooper either. I'm at 20, Dennis at 20, Matt at 18. So we're all kind of, it looks like kind of fading the Browns offense here, unfortunately. Are you guys expecting anything out of those three? Is it just that defense is just so damn good?
1: Well, I had Odell the highest because I think a real commitment that he wants to show that he's better than what we saw last year, especially with some of the uh, nonsensical stuff that was going on. Uh, earlier in this week, I think he wants to come out and make a statement. I think he'll get, they'll try to get him the ball and he'll have one or two really big plays. That's why I had him higher than some of the others.
3: Yeah, my concern with Odell is that because of the stuff that was going on earlier in the week, Jimmy Smith is going to be in his head on the first snap and Odell is ejected by the second quarter. Yeah, we're not going to talk
2: about that. That would be so, a shitty to, situation, that's for sure. <laughs> on to the let's Baltimore. Not cost me any more Twitter Let, let's let's see. Uh, yeah, Let's not cost me any more Twitter. I didn't realize I was gonna, you know, I was gonna upset people so much defending defending my guy. Uh, Baltimore. I have Jackson at four, Dennis at two, Matt at four. We're all in. Lamar's going to have a great game. Uh, I mean, just play him. Uh, Mark Ingram, I have him at 17. Both of you guys have him at 19. I mean, well, I unless
3: think- you're playing against me, in which case, feel free yeah, you to sit him.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I do think Lamar and, and Ingram have really good shots at running the ball a lot in this one. The Browns linebacking core has just been absolutely decimated. While they have a really good front, and we did see back in week four last year that Miles Garrett and Olivier Vernon were able to, for the most part, contain Lamar Jackson that linebacking core is just bad. So uh, I don't expect them to be able to keep up there. Uh, Marquise Brown. I have met 20. Both you guys have him at 29. I do think that Marquise Brown could break a big one here because they don't necessarily travel Ward all the time. And so if Ward is not on Brown, we saw Greedy Williams is out Their other. I can't remember who it is off the top of my head, but their third cornerback is out. They've, they've got a lot of injuries in that secondary. I'm not sure that they're going to be able to hold him down. And then Mark Andrews, I have met two Dennis at 2 and Matt at 5. You're playing him. I mean, again, the linebacking core for the Browns has got guys like me out there right now playing. They're not going to be able to cover Mark Andrews. So it's just expect Baltimore to have a really good day on offense. Who are you guys picking to win this game? The Ravens. The Raptors. Come on, man. I picked the Browns. I'm all in, baby. We're going to run the ball. We're going to keep the ball away from Lamar Jackson. Denzel Ward's going to get a pick six. The Browns are going to win it 24-21. You heard it here first, just saying. All right, Chargers-Bengals, which I'm semi-interested in watching this game because I want to see Joe Burrow's for a start. The Chargers are getting three points. The, they're giving the 57% chance to win this game. Terod Taylor, I admit 24. Dennis at 31. Fox at 27. I I'm just not that optimistic on him. Obviously, neither one of you two are either. Eckler, I have him at eight. Both of you have him at seven. I personally am not really worried about Jackson or Kelly. They might get some run this week. I will be interested to watch that to see who possibly gets those carries behind Eckler. But we're all in on Eckler. You guys have any thoughts on that running back backfield?
3: Uh, You know, I have Eckler up at seven based on my expectation of his receiving volume. I I still think Kelly is going to get some play and Jackson too, for that matter. Um, But it's it's going to be, you know, Taylor's passing game is going to be a lot of the short stuff to Hunter and and, uh, or Henry and and Eckler and and then Keenan because Mike Williams is out. So it's going to be a challenging. You know, I have Kelly at forty nine. So I do think he's going to get some play.
2: Matt, you have any thoughts or are you good? Um, I I
1: prefer Jackson to Kelly, yeah. just in season, so take that. <laughs> uh, Mike Williams has not officially been ruled out, so I think that's going to be the interesting because they do not have a lot of depth unless it's uh, Jalen Guyton's season.
2: Yeah. Uh, so I have Allen at 19, Dennis at 16, and Fox at 11. Again, I think this is more just a product of Terod Taylor than Keenan Allen's uh, ability, so that that's kind of where I have that at. Hunter Hunter Henry, I have him at 7, both of you have him at 6, so we're expecting to be a top tight end this week. You're playing him. For Cincinnati, Joe Burrow, I have him at 14. Both of you have him uh, in the 20s. Dennis at 26, Matt at 22. I will be honest. I might have been a little bit too high on Burrow. I might, I'm might. i going to come is back. He, is he the new baker? Is he the new yes, baker? Yes, he is. The so, more I was looking at this matchup earlier, I was like, "Well, shit, he's gonna have Bosa and Ingram coming at him. Really good linebacking core, pretty damn good secondary as well." Yeah, and
1: Casey I want to rethink that situation.
2: Maybe he's gonna go down a little bit once I redo my ranking Saturday. So, but I, I still think Burrow could have a decent game here. But I'm not. A, I, I will be honest. He's not. He will not be at 14 when you see my updated rankings on Saturday or Sunday morning. Uh we all are all high on Joe Mixon though. I have him at five, both of you have him at eight. So I guess none of us I'm not necessarily afraid of that defensive line of linebacking core, and I do think he gets some catches as well to kind of boost his value. Uh you guys uh, agree with that? That why you guys are in on Mixon? Yeah. For the wide receivers, Tyler Boyd, I have him at twenty-eight. Dennis at thirty. Fox at twenty-seven. AJ Green, I have at thirty-five. Dennis at thirty-seven, uh, and Fox at thirty. I am all in on Boyd. I actually think Boyd could have a good week this week. I think Hayward will be on Green, which I do think. Obviously, having Derwin James out for the season could help Boyd out a little bit in the slot. So Boyd, sneaky play for me this week. I think him, him and Burrow could have a good game
1: help him in the slot because the Chargers unfortunately signed one of the best slot corners of all time in Chris Harris Jr.
2: Ah, oh, shit. That's right. They do have Harris, don't they? That's all right. I still that's believe right. in Boyd. I know. It's still, I, I weep every time I see him. <laughs> on Martha, but, you know. Yeah. All right. So, is anybody taking the Bengals to win this one?
1: I took the Bengals to win this
2: I one. think
3: I did too, if I'm being honest. I, I, I think I did as well. I think well, that, you know, the right, sneaky plays. The the, the sneaky play with Cincinnati's wide receiver group is going to be John Ross. Uh, I think that, you know, you've got Boyd is going to do what he does. And Green, if he's healthy and he comes back and he's playing, he's going to get opportunity. But that's going to leave John Ross, your third guy, likely against the second outside corner. You've got Harris in the slot with Boyd. And, and Ross is... He's shown the propensity to to produce in a Sammy Watkins sort of way. You know, he'll get you those big games here and there, and this could be a big game uh, in part because uh, Burrow has no allegiance to any wide receiver on that team. So he's going to go in there and he's going to be looking to he, – he just wants to win and make plays. And if Ross is open, Ross is getting the ball. So And he's their third wide receiver.
2: All right, so Tampa Bay and New Orleans. New Orleans is getting 3.5 points and projected to the 50, 59% chance to win this game. Uh, we all have Brady fairly high. I have met 12, Dennis at 13, Fox at 9. For their running backs, I have Jones at 35, Dennis has him at 30, Fox at 27. I do not have Fournette ranked. Dennis has him at 36, Fox at 33. I just don't think Fournette gets a lot of run this week. I do think he'll eventually be the guy, but I think it's going to be the Jones show, and I'm not playing, or I'm not going to play him if I don't have to, because I do think that defensive front for New Orleans and their linebacking core is really good. I I don't expect Jones to have a big game here. Obviously, neither do you guys, because you don't have him ranked very high. What are we going to do with, or what are we thinking with the wide receivers here? Because I'll be honest, before the Evans injury, I was ranked the lowest on him. Not by much. Fox had him at 19, I had him at 22, mostly because of Marshawn Lattimore. He has not been able to do anything against Lattimore. And I learned that firsthand last year, being someone who actually drafted Mike Evans for the first time ever, and he got shut out by Lattimore, literally with zero points but I don't think Lattimore travels into the slot against Godwin. We both had, we had him at seven, uh, seven and Fox. You had him at six uh, before the Evans injury. Are you expecting even a bigger tick up for him? Is there anybody else you think they rely on? Is it Gronk? What what do you guys think now with Evans probably being out? He is listed as doubtful.
1: Scotty
3: Miller time.
1: Yeah, maybe. So do we think, Vaughn is their passing down back because we we the only highlights of Ronald Jones catch in the passing no, game from him. <laughs> dropping, yeah, yeah. him dropping it. and I know that Annette caught seventy six passes last year, but I still don't think of him as a primary receiver. It's hard for me to believe that a Justin Watson or a Scotty Miller is uh, good enough to be going up into the top fifty for our rankings. So. You know, maybe it's maybe they use more two tight ends. Maybe it, it ends up being Gronk and Howard.
3: It, it could be Gronk, Howard, and Bray. You know, they move flex two tight ends into the slot. You know, you mm-hmm. can put Howard on the outside, line him up, it confuses the shit out of the defense. They're trying to figure out is a linebacker supposed to go out there? Is a the safety supposed to go out there, out there on Howard? I think Fournette gets a little more play than we think. Um, I could see him getting Fournette getting 40% of the snaps. Uh okay. just because I, I I you know Arians doesn't like to be wrong. And unfortunately, I think he's accepted what he has with Ronald Jones. And, and you know, Fournette is a great insurance policy. You yeah. know, he's yeah. a guy with thousand-yard seasons and 76 catches or 72 catches, whatever the hell it is, uh, and he's and he's pissed off, and he's big. He's he's bigger that he's bigger than Jones. Jones isn't petite by any stretch, uh, but I, I think Fournette's going to get some play. Uh, the wide receiver thing is going to be interesting though, because it's going to be Godwin, yeah. and, and it, it's going to have to be you know Miller or or Watson is going to have to step up. And make at least a few plays, but I think they're gonna they're gonna have to adopt some of the two tight end stuff as well.
2: All right. So for the Saints, we all have a Breeze very high. I have him at nine, Dennis at six, Fox at eight. So you're starting him, Kamara, same thing. I have him at ten dennis at six fox at four From michael thomas i have met three dennis at one fox at two none of us are very high on sanders um you know i just think this is a a product of the saints i think winning this game fairly easily matt you are the highest on him at 34 i am at 45 dennis at 41 you, you have any thoughts on sanders matt
1: yeah i think he can have a good uh wide receiver two game or wide receiver three game here you know he's very talented guy we've seen him uh make good contributions, so I guess I like him a little more than you.
2: Uh, for the tight end position, Jared Cook. I'm at 15, Dennis at 10, Fox at 7. Uh, the reason I'm kind of out on him, I and mean, I still have him at 15, is just that, that linebacking core for Tampa is really good. I like Devin Smith, Levante, David, so I think that they could do a good job of kind of eliminating him, so I'm not expecting a big game. Who are you guys picking to win this one, New Orleans or Tampa Bay? Uh, New Orleans, I have- I'm taking New Orleans as well. Cardinals and 49ers, which could end up being postponed. Uh, There's a lot of talk about that on uh, Twitter and everything right now due to the fires going on in California. Uh, San Francisco is currently, though, getting seven points and the 70% chance to win this game for... Kyler Murray, I have him at 5, Dennis at 10, and Fox at 12. The only reason I have him this high is I think they're going to rely heavily on him. This is a really good defense. I think they're going to have to pass the ball a lot. I do think this defense takes a little bit of a step back compared to where it was last year, so I think they're going to have to rely on Murray. Kenyon Drake, I have him at 11, and Dennis at 10, so we both think he's going to have at least a decent game here. A lot of that, I would assume, is my thinking on it, is he'll get a lot of work in the receiving game, so that'll boost his points. But Fox, you have him at 21, so why are you so low on him?
1: Uh, I guess I just believe in San Francisco's defense more than you.
2: Gotcha. Fair fair enough. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I have him at 11. Dennis, you have him at four. Fox, you have him at nine. Uh, again, uh, I do believe in that secondary. They still have a really good secondary. Kyler, I do think, will be on the run. Nick Bosa is a beast. And so I do think they're going to be getting after Murray. I don't think they're going to be able to target him quite as much um as as other people oh i didn't realize fox you are kind of right there with with me on that so i probably didn't need to say that dennis why are you so high on hopkins i I just he's gonna go in there
3: and he is better than any receiver in, in the desert there so he doesn't have to be open to catch the ball Murray is going to be on the run. Hopkins is going to be breaking shit off. It's going to be backyard football. And and they're going to, I just feel like he's going to be able to make, they're they're going to improvise, improvise and make stuff happen.
2: All right, for San Francisco, we are all pretty lock in step here with Jimmy G. I've met twenty. Both of you have met twenty three. Superflex, you're starting to measure QB two and good to go. Mostert, pretty much the same thing. I have met twenty two. Dennis at twenty four. Fox at sixteen. Uh, I don't think. I do think Coleman gets some work here, but I just think Mostert's going to be the guy. Uh, either one of you worried about Coleman at all? Are you guys good there? No,
1: not well. Too riddle
2: me this, Batman. Yes. I'm not
3: worried unless Mostert goes out, let's say second series, Mostert gets dinged up and he goes to the sideline. And Coleman comes in and breaks off 12, 12, 17, 41. Next thing you know, fucking Coleman's got like 26 carries and Mostert doesn't make it back into the game. And Jeff goddamn Wilson is closing it out. So hey, that's really,
2: I will say that's from your the only lips, thing from your lips to God's ears. Cause I own Tevin Coleman in so many places. So I would love <laughs> to see that happen because I need him to take over that job. Uh, this wide receiver core is banged up. Looks like Debo's not going to play. There is some talk that Ayuk might be able to play here, though, so that, that might be good for them. But that is why we are all in on George Kittle. Me and Fox both have him at one. We talked about that yesterday. Dennis has him at three. He's going to be likely the lead in receptions in this game. You got If you have Kittle and you sit him, sit him if you're playing any of us, I guess, as Dennis put earlier. Outside of that, Kittle is in. Who you guys picking to win this game, Arizona or San Francisco?
1: San Francisco,
2: San Niners. All right, to the Sunday night's game, Cowboys Rams. Dallas is being given three points. Uh, the Rams are getting forty nine percent chance to win this game, though. Dak, I have met two Dennis at three and Fox at two. Uh, he's he's going to be good this week. It's, it's going to be, I think, it's going to be I, a really good game. I know the question that's on both of your minds: Why do I hate Dak Prescott? Yeah, it is, actually. That was what I was thinking, but I didn't want to throw you under the bus. Dak, Dak's got enough hate this week from people who shall not be named. So Uh, I have Zeke at 2, Dennis has him at 2, Fox at 3. Again, same thing. This is where things are interesting, the wide receiver core. So I have Cooper at 37, Dennis has him at 17, Fox at 18. You may be thinking when you hear me read that it's because I hate Amari Cooper. Not necessarily true, though I am not a big fan of his. I do think Jalen Ramsey is going to be on oh, him most it's of this true. game. It is true. It might not be why bit. you have him at 37, yeah. but that's true. I, I do think Ramsey is going to be on him. And even though he had just Ramsey, when Ramsey came over to the Rams last year, and these guys plays Ramsey shut him down, I think for like two catches in 19 yards. So I, I don't expect Cooper to have a good game here. That is why I have Gallup a little bit higher and wait a minute. That can't be right. I can't have both of them ranked at 37. I have Gallup. I know ranked a little bit higher. I don't remember what I'll have to pull my rankings up. Dennis has him at 31. Oh, Fox yeah. has him at 17. Dan or Matt, I think you missed uh, I think you messed up the rankings there. You, you have there you have Gallup at thirty four. I have Gallup at 34. Okay, so yeah, a little bit higher. I think he yeah. he's going to be uh, a little bit better this week. And then CeeDee Lamb at 50. Dennis, you have him at 42. And Fox, you have him at 35. I, I am interested to see if, uh, obviously, you two are bullish on Cooper, even though he's going to get the Ramsey matchup here. Uh, is anybody buying into a possible big game from Lamb? Because I actually think Lamb could be the highest scoring of the three this week because I think he gets the best matchup in this secondary. Well, I, I think this is a situation where, in any given
3: week, any of them could be the high scorer. I mean, this is this is a totally crazy, sick wide receiver combination. Yeah. I mean, any week it could be across the board eight receptions for a hundred yard and a touchdown, or it could be fifteen receptions and three touchdowns for one of them, and the other two lost you lost you your week because the other. The, the one guy got all the play. So it, it's going to be a, a wild ride with Dallas receivers this year.
1: Yeah, and I, I had Gallup slightly ahead of Amari uh, Cooper as well. Um, I just like them more than you. I think all three Cowboys receivers go over 100 yards
2: gotcha all right well fair enough uh so blake jarwin i have him at 18 dennis at 21 fox you do not have him ranked i'm assuming that's just based on because of what you've i believe
1: all three receivers will go for yeah okay
2: yeah so i was gonna say i would assume it has something to do with that so all right, for the Rams side here, I have got uh, Goff at 8, Dennis, you have him at 15, uh, Fox, you have him at 16. I just think that the – I believe the Rams offense is going to bounce back a little bit more this year. I think my twin right there is 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 going to turn it up, and we're going to have a good, good season this year. Uh, so I'm expecting Goff. I do expect to be a little bit of a shootout. I don't think that defense is going to be as good this year for Dallas. They weren't that great last year. Uh, Cam Akers, I have him at 29, Dennis at 28, Fox at 36. Is that due to just you think – I know Malcolm Brown was announced as the starter. Darrell Henderson is now healthy. You're expecting it to be kind of like a three-headed monster? Yes. All yeah. right. Uh, For the wide receivers, I have Woods at 10. Both of you have him at 12. I have Cup at at 13. Dennis at 15. Fox at 24, Uh, which I I actually thought was interesting. I didn't know. Obviously, I didn't look at your guys' ranks. I'm sure you guys didn't look at mine. I really thought you guys might come in higher than Cup. Is it just you expect Woods to get the big plays here? Is that what you're expecting, the difference, I guess, in those two?
1: Yeah, uh, and Cup will come up because so so many receivers have died uh, on us here. Yeah. As we've approached opening day. So I was probably a little low on them.
3: Now I, I think it's you know, they're they're very even and on any given week you're you're kind of splitting hairs to determine which one you think is gonna have the better week. Um their games can be a bit similar. Um I don't think either one of them are really burners at this stage of their career. Both get open with their route running. Um both have good hands. They both have good size, so it's it's a situation where uh, you know it's similar to Evans and Godwin in that they both are really really good. Evans and Godwin's game are different. Evans is a really big dude, plays on the outside. Godwin is quicker, plays on the inside a little more. Here they're they're virtually interchangeable on any given play. Um, and So I, I think as we go through the season, Woods
2: is just going to be a touch better. Uh, for Tyler Higby, I have him at three, Dennis at seven, Fox at 15. Uh, I'm just big on Higby this week. Last year he destroyed the Cowboys, and I think the same thing's going to happen again this year. I think they're going to try and focus in on Woods and Cup, and I think Higby is going to have it, another big game. Who you guys picking to win this one, the Rams or the Cowboys? Cowboys.
1: I'm not going to try to fight it anymore. Cowboys
2: for life. You know I picked the Cowboys. I think I'm going to switch it to the Rams. I'm 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 all in on my buddy here. Me and my brother, I can't, you know. I can't, I can't not support him, so I got to go. Oh, I thought that was going to go. There we go. i was trying to get to go back away. All right, the last game that we're going to break down for today, we will save the Titans and the Broncos game for the Monday episode. Uh, so Steelers versus Giants, the first game here, early game Monday night. Uh, Pittsburgh is getting 5.5 points, 59.3% chance to win this one. We all have Big Ben pretty close together, 11, 12, and 13. So we're expecting a, a fairly good bounce back for him, at least week one against a really bad Giants defense. Uh, Connor, I have at seven. Dennis, you have him at 14. Fox at 15. That's why I have him there. I'm not worried about Snell, Samuels, McFarland, and, and I think that defense is just not that great. Uh, Connor, I expect to have a good game. Juju, I have at twenty five. Dennis, you have him at thirteen. Fox at seven. Deontay Johnson, I have at twenty four. Dennis thirty eight. Fox at forty. So I imagine our differences here is I expect the workload to be split more between the two of them. I think Deontay Johnson takes a step up. Juju, while I still think is very good, I think proved kind of last year he's not a one. And so I think both of them are going to be closer in in uh, targets and catches and everything every week really moving forward, but. Are you guys kind of separate on that? Is that why you guys are so high on Juju?
1: Yeah, I like him uh, as a wide receiver one this year.
2: Yeah, I, I still think he he's
3: a fringe wide receiver one. Um, you know, until he proves differently, he's gonna be the, the top guy there. Or until Johnson or Washington take it from him. Uh I, I think it's a situation where he he's he's got a, a lot more rapport with Ben and Ben is going to ben, ben. is not afraid to force the ball to his number one guy. So I, I think Juju's going to get a little more volume. I, I think Deontay's a good receiver. I don't know if, if he's the second coming of A.B. Uh, I, I don't think you can completely discount Washington
1: either. But Johnson, see, that was a little bit to me too. Johnson really had his rise and come up after we lost – Ben for the year because ben yeah. really only played a game and a half and the other thing is right now if one of the three of us flew to new york we could probably start at corner for the giants so
2: i'll try if you guys will take me i'll do my i've COVID seen test. Uh,
1: the giants traded for denver's uh regs in Isaac Yottam, and yeah. he like i saw a report that he may end up actually starting and okay. i was like let's pour yeah. one out
2: all right, so Ebron, Fox, you are the highest on him out of the three of us. I am at 22, Dennis at 16, you at 11. You're just expecting a – I'm assuming you're expecting uh, a shootout and all these guys are going to kind of get a, a points here.
1: The Giants also have not been very good against the tight end. Yeah.
2: All right, for the Giants side, I have uh, Jones at 16, Dennis at 17, Fox at 20. So we all have him as a QB too. You're starting him in super flex. I mean, and, and even if, if you have him as your one QB – I do think he's got that rushing upside that he'll be fine for you, Barkley. I have at three, Dennis at five, Fox at two. Expecting good things from him. The wide receiver core again, things very interesting here. Uh, let's see. I have Tate at thirty one, Slayton at thirty nine, and Shepard at forty eight. Dennis, you have Shepard at forty three. Fox, you have Shepard at thirty nine. Slayton, I uh, Dennis, you have at forty six. Fox, you have at forty one. That will likely change for me now as the, the Tate injury news came up that's going to boost uh, Slayton up for me more than Shepard. I, I I just like Slayton more probably because I know he's going to stay healthy compared to Shepard, but kind of your guys' thoughts on on these two since it does look like Tate's going to miss this game.
3: Yeah, I, I, you know, I had Tate just outside of my top 50. Um, uh, obviously, with this matchup against Pittsburgh, I, I was – Concerned that Jones is, was going to struggle having with the the wide receivers all down in the forties. I think Slayton will probably bump up into the the high thirties with uh, uh, Tate out officially. Shepard may bump up a little, so they both may make it up into the into the thirties.
1: Yeah, I just don't think it's a great matchup. Pittsburgh
2: has a pretty. Uh... Yeah. Good defense. Yes, yes, they do. Evan Ingram, I have at 9, Dennis at 9, Fox at 8. So as long as he is healthy, we are all in on him. Who are you picking to win this game, the Steelers or the Giants? Steelers. Steelers. As am I. So... As I mentioned, we are going to save uh, the Tennessee Titans and the Broncos game for Monday's podcast. Me and Matt will break that down first thing on Monday before we go in and recap games here. Uh, I see Dennis doesn't have any bold predictions on here. I don't know if he wrote any down, Uh, so I'll give you mine really quick. I think Jared Goff goes for 300 Plus yards and four touchdowns this week. I like Marvin Jones to finish as a wide receiver one this week. DJ Chark finishes the top five receiver as I as I put in there. Hayden Hurst is a top five tight end, and then I think Deshaun Jackson has a sneaky good game this week. Really good. If 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 you're playing D, DFS, I would not. I would uh, pair him and Wentz together. I think Sean Jackson could be a, a league winner this week. Uh, Matt Fox, what are your bold predictions for Week One? <laughs>
0: I had all
1: three Cowboys receivers over 100 yards. Uh, Philip Lindsay with 100 total yards on Monday night. I think Taylor will out-snap and out-rush Mac. Aaron Jones is the second uh, leading receiver for the Packers. And I had Josh Jacobs with the most rushing yards in week
2: one. Very nice. Dennis, well, you have any more predictions? Yeah, I got just a couple.
3: Uh, I think Sammy Watkins is going to be a wide receiver one. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to rush for over 100 yards. <laughs> David Very Johnson is going to start Very his comeback
2: man.
3: tour. No, I, I don't have any.
2: All right. So before we get out of here, uh, as you can see in the bottom of the screen, if you're watching live, we talked about it Thursday. We are partnered partner now with Thrive Fantasy. You please use promo code geek. You will get $20 back on a $20 deposit. Uh, Before we get out of here, obviously 19 years ago today, uh, the horrendous acts happened on the United States of America. Uh, Obviously all three of us were alive and well when this happened, I did just want to say thank you to all the first responders and everything out there. And obviously, you know, we've, the, the whole country has changed based on that. And I will always remember where I was that day. And the, for those of you, those that fell during that day, I do know people who unfortunately perished, uh, in that horrific incident. So just remember those who fall fallen and thank you to the first responders, uh, that were there. Do you guys have anything you want to say on yeah, September?
3: Yeah, You know, we, we have, um, Some of our colleagues at Dynasty Nerds, uh, Michael Warno and Nick Anderson are first responders. Uh, Other colleagues in the industry, Pete Lawrence, uh, uh, Andy Singleton, you know, first responders. And and we can't thank them enough for their service to the country. For the first responders that are out there, you know, you have a thankless job. You're like offensive linemen. When, When you're doing your job right, nobody notices. And as soon as you screw up, everybody's pointing it out. And we know that more often than not, uh, you're doing your job the right way and you're going about things the right way. Uh, we do have strides that we need to make in this world. And, and as a country, we're doing our best and, and we're working hard to overcome those things. Um, you know, I remember exactly where I was at 19 years ago. And, you know, I can be cynical and, and I know that about me and and i know that we can be viewed as a bully amongst the world population and oftentimes the bully gets punched in the face and i think that's what happened 19 years ago it is somebody struck back at us and and we've had to change how we're going to approach the world stage and it hasn't always been easy there's fits and starts there's ups and downs there's growing pains as a country, we're still one of the youngest countries in the world and we're still learning and we're still growing and we're still trying to make changes and get better. Um, I just want to say thank you to the first responders that are out there uh, doing yeoman's work, helping to keep our country on track and uh, running towards danger when the rest of us are running away.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, we're all excited uh, that football's back. It's it's been a tough year and there's, there's been a lot going on, but I think I was really moved by some of the posts uh, that have been made, um, you know, today and some of the things that have been said. And it's good to take a moment and remember uh, this day and not not forget and not just let it pass. Uh, they had some firefighters and first responders go up the Manitouine line here, which is a kind of famous landmark and a really tough journey pausing at different times, you know, uh, synced up with the times when the tower was hit and fell and when the Pentagon was hit, pausing for a moment of silence. That was really moving this morning. Um, you know, I saw some people comment that they wish the game last night, they would have acknowledged it in some way. I didn't think about it at the time, but that probably may be a little missed opportunity. Maybe we'll get to see something on Sunday.
2: Yeah, I would imagine they're going to address it on Sunday in some way. And I will say that, uh, you know, for those there's uh, there could be people who are watching or listening to this that obviously were born after uh, September 11, 2001. You know, if if you were look at it and, and don't don't let that just go without knowing about what happened because it was obviously a day that changed our country forever. Uh, so just because you weren't alive when that happened doesn't mean you shouldn't know about it. And I'm sure schools and everything still teach or talk about it. Obviously, uh, none of us are in school to know that, but I, I would not just don't don't let this as Matt said don't just let this day go by without remembering because it was a huge sacrifice for a lot of people a lot of people lost their lives on that day for for a senseless act of violence so we we do appreciate as Dennis said as well the first responders and everybody uh, who stepped up and have done everything they can to help people since then. With all that being said, it is week one, so good luck to everybody and their fantasy teams. May the fantasy gods shine ever so favorably on your fantasy teams, unless you're playing me in any of my 50 leagues, in which case I hope you suck. But outside of that, I wish everybody good luck this week, and we'll be back on Monday to talk uh, recap the games, talk the other Monday Night Football game. Again, you can catch me and Ricky live on Sunday if you guys need any help with your lineup
0: advice. Prepare for glory! I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your on ready? I came like out the wound line already. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump the lead. Golly! Oh, only tackle them in the corner. Who can make a play? I can! Who can make a play? I can! <laughs> I can.